Across the UK, online and on DAV. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I'm furious. I'll tell you why I'm furious. By the way, can we make tonight a Bill Haley free zone? Is that possible to do that? It's been... Listen, Ofcom's come and go, guys. I've still not had one upheld against me, but thanks very much for trying, uh, Dickweed. Um, uh, We know who you are. But um, who'd have thought the most contentious subject we could have on the show would be me saying that Bill Haley was rubbish. This is... I'm, I'm saying this now. I am now being trolled online by boring old passive aggressive men who who are that one guy's even written a script for me he says i won't let this go until you say such and such don't, don't, don't tell me what to say i'm not i will not be bullied on my twitter page and on my facebook page by old farts because those are the people that are bullying me and trolling me and then making up i've said something i haven't said they're accusing me of being ignorant when their ignorance of the english language means they can't understand a simple post i've made here's here's i'm drawing a line in the sand and the line in the sand is i will engage no further online in discussions about bill haley he doesn't worry he's not good enough He's not important enough. He's 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 a footnote in the vast uh, uh, book that is called the history of rock brackets and roll and pop and soul. He is a footnote. He, he's barely a footnote. So I will no longer be engaging with old farts and sad sacks. There's an Elvis reference for you guys if you're cool enough to spot it. Um, uh, on online about this if you send me anything to do with bill haley you are trolling me okay you are you are trolling me and i have mental health issues and you are you are um you are subhuman okay if you want to phone up and and do it that's a different thing altogether it's a phone-in show it's not a pen pal show oh three Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. But can we just please tonight? Can we try and keep it Bill Haley free? There'll be no rocking around this clock tonight. Okay, so let's let's just put that to one side. Now here's the thing I'm angry about. Okay, um, we were watching. Um, this is the late night alternative, by the way. I'm Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is here. Hey, we were watching Bear Grylls Celebrity Island. Okay, now this is a show where celebrities. And I use that term loosely. Um, although Mark Watson's on it, who's one of the funniest people. Um, and Sharon Davis, a, a, Olympian, Olympian. Um, and so there are some good people on there, actually. And it's basically uh, celebrities get put on an island just off the coast of South America. It's near Panama. Um, they have three days training by Bear Grylls on how to survive. And they are put on an island, I think it's for four weeks, with nothing apart from GoPro cameras, walkie-talkies, and a film crew. Apart from that, they have nothing. But they are taught in the three-day intensive training with Bear Grylls. They are taught how to hunt, 
how to forage, to recognise what fruits and root vegetables are uh, edible, where, how they can get water, how they can make fire, how to build shelter. So they're given all the training, OK? And they're left there, supposedly, for four weeks. Now, here's the thing, OK? Um, you are told in the run-up to this show that... Th- that's what it is. You say that you're told that there are no, there are no, um, sort of restaurants on the island. It's an, a deserted island. You're told that you'll lose two to three stones in weight in the month that you are there. You are told in the weeks before it to eat, eat, eat as much as you can. So you build up fat so that when you're on the island, you use up your reserves of fat. You are told it is not easy you are you know you can only take one set of clothes with you and you're paid approximately 50,000 pounds for the pleasure of doing this okay um here's the thing how do i know all this because i was a, a standby contestant i've mentioned this before i was a standby contestant and what that meant was if anyone pulled out um in the weeks uh, prior to the show starting if anyone changed their mind during the three days training i would get a phone call i'd hop on an airplane flying first class to panama i would have that training i would take their place on the island suffice to say I did not receive that call. I still received, um, I still received a few quid in my in my back pocket to, as a as a standby. I received two grand for not going on the island. Okay, let's let's put this out there. I received two thousand pounds for not going on the island. They received fifty thousand pounds for going on the island. Okay, uh, because that's the money that was offered to me. Um, and I've been watching this right, and so far they've been on the island. This is all recorded a few months ago. So far in the TV series, they've been on the island for 14 days, okay? I think three of them have pulled out. Uh, AJ from Breaking Bad, um, Sharon Davis was pulling out. There was another one, wasn't there? There was another one, I think, right? They're pulling out, they're dropping like flies. And I'm sat there watching this thinking... Cause Sharon Davis is going, oh, this is... Ta- this is she said, this is like being in a war zone without weapons i'm thinking no it's not it's like being on a deserted island like you were told you were going to be by the producers who booked you for the show and who gave you a massive fact check to go on a deserted island there's no don't do this is oh this is harder than we were told no i'm watching it thinking that's exactly i'm watching it thinking that's easier than i was told because at least twice they've called out the emergency rescue team they've called out the emergency rescue team one because someone and fell and bumped her head. All right, fair enough. Get her checked over. The other one was because it had been raining and they couldn't start a fire. They what? They couldn't start a fire. So after a week, so they called out the emergency rescue team who came and started a fire for them. I couldn't believe it. And I'm sat there watching it. And I'm I, Catherine will will bear witness to this. I'm effing and jeffing away, getting angrier and angrier because let me tell you this television producers let me tell you this if you'd hired me if you'd paid me just shy of fifty thousand pounds to go on bear grill celebrity island not only not only 
would I stay on that island for the entire run. At the end of it, I would jokingly run away from the rescue uh, boats and pretend I was going to stay on there even longer. Not only would I start arguments just for the sake of starting arguments because it makes good television, I'd also be out there hunting, fishing, moaning. You could film me pooing. <laughs> God. Um, I would, um, also, here's the thing, and this is, this is the thing, and I asked the producer, am I allowed to do this? They said, well, sure, you can if you want. I'd go and set up camp on my own. I would go solo. I would go and set up camp, I'd, I'd have a, a, a faux showbiz TV falling out, because it's all theatre, it's all pantomime, just like this is, it's all pantomime. I'd have a big falling out with Sharon Davis and the bloke from, what's the pop group is the man? Rizzle Kicks. From, is that his name? No. It's a group, is it? It's a two-man group, yeah. I'd have a falling out with Rizzle or Kicks, I don't know which one, and I would say, right! Well, well, I'm going solo. And I would go off to the other side of the island and I'd build my little man's camp and I would, for the benefit of the cameras, I would pretend to slowly, it would be a slow burn, it'd be over a period of ten days, go absolutely flipping nuts. I would go nuts and I would return to the camp after ten days smeared <laughs> in my own feces, which I would have allowed you to film me making. I would have smeared my body with it and turned up at the camp at midnight with a knife between my teeth. Oh. That would be television. Did you tell them this in the interview? I d yes, I did. For all of it? Not the, the, whole... the, the, the feces, but right. I did say I was going to go and set up a camp on my own. Okay. Um, I would have given you bang for your... I, I would have come off that island and you'd have said, Ian, we underpaid you. Here, take another 20 grand, because that was such good value. What I wouldn't do, what I would not do, is come off after... One week, because I felt everybody was annoying and not really mucking in. I wouldn't come off after two weeks, because it was, quotes, like being in a war zone without any weapons. Well, it's not, because being in a war zone would imply there are people firing at you, and having no weapons means you've got no... There's, there's no fighting going on. It's all in your head, Davis. It's all in your head, which is getting smaller by the moment. Please stop doing those, those medical procedures to your face. Um, I would have given you bang for your buck. So when I, when I, I'm a professional, okay? When I sit at home and I watch these, um, um, uh, I can't even think of a word that I can say. Toss pots. <laughs> these toss pots on that island. Oh, oh, I can't do it. Oh, I think I'm going to go home. What I would do, I'd smash the walkie-talkies up. Day one, I'd smash the walkie-talkies up. I'd say, right, nobody gets off this island until I say so. Caprice. And then we would stay on the island, and it, it, it would be a proper endurance experience. Instead, it, you, they, they, they might as well be on um, uh, cheap, cheap, cheap. They might as well be on that for all the effort they're putting in. For all, for all the hard work and the effort they put, I oh, don't fancy it. I oh, don't fancy it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go now. Oh, can we go? I'm gonna go. I'll go on Instagram and and Snapchat. I'll get stuffed. Get stuffed. Nuke that island. Start again with me. I'll be there, buddies. And I'm putting this out. If there are any producers of any reality TV shows, come and get me. I'm um, good value for money. I would give you great television entertainment. It would kick off. You would have the highest ratings you have ever seen in your lives. And I am furious that these 
absolute lunatics, losers, cretins are on this island and they are letting down uh, not only the television production company, not only the fine uh, 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 television channel button four, channel four, I think it's called. Uh, they are letting down the viewers and they are letting down this noble industry of um, has-beens who get paid money to go and humiliate and embarrass themselves. They are letting us all down and I will not stand for it. Okay, on with the show. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Should be a lot of fun tonight. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Just to say, you can call in about absolutely anything you want. Um, we're not going to sit here and prescribe what the topics are but y- you can call in about anything you fancy we'll have a little look through the papers there's some bits and papers uh, bits and pieces in the papers we'll have a little look at that um just let's just try if we can to avoid bill haley this evening oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand good evening jonathan evening ian yes sir what have you got for us tonight i'm a bit worried about the fist of god about the fist of god yes is that is that um uh, uh sounds like a karate film but i'm guessing it's not no no, it's Donald Trump. Okie dokie. Is this, is this more Nostradamus uh, predictions? No. No. Nope. I'm, I'm concerned that um, the same thing that uh, happened to Reagan and Thatcher is uh, happening to Trump. What was, what was that, being lampooned on the hilarious spitting image? No, uh, I, I think that, uh, that his food is being poisoned. Okie dokie. There's a whole world of weird in what you've just said. When was... Um, uh, Thatcher's food poisoned. Um, back in the late eighties, through oh. the early nineties. Okie dokie, and, and she, she she lived for so much longer after that. Yeah, well, uh, they're poisoning it, poisoning them with uh, chemicals yes. that uh, give them dementia and Alzheimer's. Right, or maybe here's a thing: maybe she just got dementia and Alzheimer's. Maybe, but. Yep. Uh, I, I, That's the more yeah, likely of the, the the more likely of the two scenarios, right? So one scenario is she was poisoned over a period of years, which gave her in dementia and Alzheimer's several years after that poisoning ended, or she naturally got dementia and Alzheimer's. I would kind of err on the second of those two options, there, Jonathan. Unless unless you've got evidence that perhaps I haven't seen. Well, apparently, um, apparently, uh, according to Roger Stone. Okay. Uh, McMasters and uh, Kelly are poisoning him in preparation for a coup. I wish someone would pers- poison Roger Stone. That man is an imbecile. Uh, How I can think- you believe anything? I watched a, d- a terrifying and upsetting documentary about Roger Stone. The man is a loon. He is a cretin. He is a self-publicist. That man will say anything he has to say to get himself in the papers. And he admits that himself. He admits that nearly everything he says is rubbish. Well, speaking of things that were said and not said, uh, one of your Twitter followers erroneously claimed that I uh, was quoting the works oh, of uh, a dubious author when, in fact, I was uh, talking yeah. about someone well, Why else. don't you go and have that conversation with that Twitter follower? Because that's got absolutely nothing to do with me, and I'm really bored of Twitter at the moment. It's just it's full of knob ends on there. Um, yeah, uh, I you, know. you included, I, Catherine. I prefer it on Gab. 
Well, well, Gab- so much more yeah, civilized. Yeah, Gab went well, didn't it? Everyone really, ju- everyone jumped over to Gab when they realised it was just a right-wing cesspit of racists and idiots. Now, <laughs> back to Margaret Thatcher being poisoned. Where's the evidence, Jonathan? Uh, H- Howard Hughes uh, and uh, <sighs> what's his name? Uh, in Collins have discussed it in the past. Well, right, so Howard Hughes, a man that um, openly talks about moon bases on Mars and uh, time travel as though people have actually done it, is not really um, the, uh, <laughs> the way to go if you want facts. That's an entertainment show. And Ian Collins what? is dead, isn't he? I thought Ian Collins had died. No, he's still alive, unfortunately. Well, well, well. Well, Jonathan, thank you very much uh, for that. Roger Stone is, um... Uh... Was he Trump's publicist or something? There's a documentary about him on Netflix, and he really is an unpleasant, um, uh, sphincter of a human being. He's just a, a horrible arrogant self-publicist that will do whatever he has to do to make himself look big and powerful and um if he's saying that trump's being poisoned then god damn it i have absolutely um every reason to believe that donald trump is not being poisoned that's how i'd see it isn't it interesting? Jonathan is becoming ever so slightly more unhinged with each call. We had a period of normality and civility, um, and with each call, he's just becoming a little bit more snooker-loopy. I think that's a bit unfair. I mean, it's oh. perfectly normal to start a conversation with, I'm concerned about the fist of God. Yes. Isn't it? Yes, 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 yes. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. Let's go to Eve. Hi, Ian. It's Eve! Hey! Hello, Eve. Hi. Hi, Hi, Kath, as well. Hello. Fan Dabby Dolsey regarding Ofcom. Yeah, for those... Just, just, we don't dwell on it too much, but some, an Ofcom complaint that got pretty close to the wind was about um, uh, 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 the call we took with... What was his name? Thomas. Thomas. Well, that wasn't his yeah. real name. No, then. who was, um, uh, was, uh, was claiming... and I'm, I'm saying, you know, putting these in inverted commas because we only have his word for it, but it was a, claiming he was a stalker and someone complained they thought that was inappropriate to be broadcast on a late-night show. And uh, for a while, it was touch and go as to whether Ofcom would go along with that complaint. But I wrote them a very lengthy essay explaining why I thought it was really important that we, we'd taken that call and why it was important that we kept him on, and wh- why it was um, it w- w- the feedback we'd had from so many listeners saying that um, they were pleased that we'd tackled a subject that they feel even the police don't take seriously. And let's put our cards on the table. Eve um, also uh, joined in and uh, wrote us a little bit of backup. And um, uh, your words were gratefully received eve great stuff i'm i'm just really really pleased i've seen it today but you know it's not been upheld and that's right stalking's insidious yep you dealt with it absolutely brilliantly you were collecting evidence you gave that to the agencies just well done ian really really well done to you and kath and i'm so pleased off come back you up thank you eve coming from you that means a lot and and i i appreciate that it was really touch and go for a while this one this was this was the, the closest one i've ever had and um uh, but I think we, well, obviously, we made a very strong argument that, that, that it was a very late night show and we deal with issues that some people will find uncomfortable. And, um, you know, the gentleman in question was, was challenged thoroughly, you know, is it so, um, uh, and it is an, oh, is an important thing, you know, because we've had you on talking about, well, remind me the name of your organisation because they got it wrong in the report, didn't they? 
They certainly did. It's safe, um, but it's a safe protection service. It got us mixed up with the other service. That's it, that's it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it was an absolute pleasure, you know, to to help you and for the team to obviously get together and, and, and do the email because... You know, it's an insidious crime. Seventy-six no. percent of women are murdered. No, it's not taken seriously. We no. know that from HMIC. Well, before. as we as we found out, Eve, when we were waiting to speak to the coppers afterwards, they weren't taking it seriously. So exactly. it was. It was. It, I, you know, I'm really pleased that me and Catherine, and we won't dwell on the offcon because I don't want to bang on about that. But the, 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 the stalking in general. But I'm really pleased that afterwards we did wait to speak to the police because we got the tiniest, tiniest glimpse of how frustrating it must be for an actual victim of stalking to go yeah. to the police. We And, we, you know, we were so lucky that we, it wasn't happening to us. But even with, with what we had, they, for a, a week, ten days, couldn't give us stuff. And and that was frustrating for us. So it, it's literally the, the briefest glimpse as to what a victim must feel. And that's the thing. Meanwhile, this is all being kept in the, the victim or the survivor's mind. You know, yep. am I doing the right thing? Is there really anything to complain about? He's not actually done anything yet. Is he a threat? All this stuff we were go- we were wondering about. And imagine if it's happening to you, you know, or you've got yeah, your definitely. kids you've got your kids in bed upstairs and uh, and someone's behaving like that towards you. Incredible, incredible that it's not taken more seriously. I know, and it's and again, a lot of people have, have read the thing today and uh, have, have said, you know, well done for for talking about it because it doesn't get talked about and it, it talked about and it is that thing and i've been guilty of doing it eve it's that thing of we go oh you got a bit of a stalker there um and it, it, and y- y- you wouldn't kind of joke oh you got a bit of a rapist there you know it's it, and i've got I, i've got exactly. to learn to change my language because i do make those lines even still eve and as i do it I think, oh, no, actually, that's inappropriate. So I need to learn and modify my behaviour The thing is, it's that. kind of happened to me. Well, it's happened to me. Yeah, it's it's happened to you. you had a boat. To... Coming to, standing outside work asking what colour hair I had, you know, and trying to send me presents and stuff. I say it kind of happened to me. It did happen yep, to me. Yep. And, you know, when you yeah. go to work and you're arriving at work, at that time I was arriving at work at half past four in the morning, it was constantly on my mind. And I was saying to the boss things like, I've got to walk down a really dark, unlit path there to get into the office. Can we do something about it? And it wasn't taken seriously because the guy hadn't done anything as far as she was concerned. And it was a female boss. I was really surprised about that. Mm-hmm. So it ended up that, you know, I was getting male members of, of my team to hang about for me. And we walked in together. And that made me feel pathetic. But at the same time, I couldn't carry on turning up to work wondering no. if someone was waiting for me, you know? No, 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 no. Well, like, it, it's not, you know, it's never ever the victim that is pathetic. It's never ever the victim's fault. It's always, always the stalker's mm-hmm. fault. They're obsessive fixated they think that they've got a right to some sort of contact or relationship and it's very very scary and it's happening you know it it's happening the length and breadth of the uk and it really really needs tackling we really need to reform the criminal justice system and we really need to be dealing with these stalkers robustly um and we're just not doing that. And, and you know, employees and employers can do a lot, lot more about it. We need to be educating employers. We need to be educating everybody about this insidious crime. Well, but- absolutely. And it's and it's also, yeah, it was important, I think, for people who are going through it to hear it, to have what they are going through kind of validated. But also, I think for a lot of people, and I suspect for the guy who was, like, turning up outside work for me, didn't realise what he was doing was anything more than maybe romantic I don't think he was doing it to frighten me, you know?
And so I think sometimes an, an, a bell needs to ring inside the head of the person who's, you know, who might be doing it without realising. Most definitely, because, you know, they're that fixated and obsessed and they think that they've got that right to do that, but perhaps they're not thinking that, you know, I'm putting the absolute fear of God mm. up this woman, up this man, you know, child, whatever, because it can happen to anybody. I mean, it happens across the gender. It's not gender related at all, but yeah, it... You know, bloody well, well done for the way that you dealt with it. Absolutely stonking. And as I said, you know, when we did the interview back then, yeah. I don't think many presenters would have known how to deal with that. Well, and I, um, I, I, and I didn't. I, I, didn't yeah. I didn't know how to. I was, I was kind of whistling in the dark. And to be honest, Steve, the, the whole Ofcom around there, normally when we get, we get complaints all the time, right? And uh, I get told about it, go, oh, that won't stick. That won't stick. And 20 years of being on the radio, I've never had one stick. And this one, because it was, it was, um, such a hot topic. Uh, I questioned, for a long time I was questioning, oh, maybe, did we do the right thing? Did I handle it right? Could I have handled it differently? And it really brought into in, into doubt the way that uh, I dealt with it. But, 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 they, they backed us up. Ofcom know what they're doing and uh, they, they backed us up and we were, we were right to do it. And thank you as always, Eve, for your support and for all the good work you do uh, for this. And, we'll, you know, we'll keep talking about it because it's, um, it's a yeah, rotten, definitely. rotten, rotten thing. And, and we, more people need to, um, to acknowledge that maybe they're doing it. Maybe it's happening to them or, you know, and, and, and yeah. we need to feel they can speak up about it. Definitely. Well, well done. Nice one, Eve. Thank you. Cheers, my dears. Ta-ta. All right. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye, Kath. Bye. I like it when Eve calls. A, because I think she's fascinating. And B, you become more northern. She sounds like Hi, my auntie, Eve. that's why. Hey, you're right, Eve. You're right, Eve. Hey, Mars bar. <laughs> Shut up. Mars bar. That was a tr- secret I told was it? you about what, Mars When bar. your dad told you off because you said Mars bar and yeah. he sent you to elocution He lessons. was threatening to. He never it's did. Mars bar. Mars bar. Mars bar. Oh, three. Thank you, Eve. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a course 30 minutes in, no mention of Haley. This is good. No well, mention of Bill Haley. Well, I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, this could be the night that we, we managed to shake free of that, um, a moon-faced pudding. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. So excitingly, this Sunday, uh, it is Sunday evening. It is the Rabbit Hole live in London at King's Place. Uh, plenty of tickets left. We've got about we've got about ninety people coming. The whole place holds over two hundred. Holds two hundred. But so we got. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good old night. Um, if you want tickets uh, to come and see me and Catherine recording. Um, uh, probably about three podcasts we'll do um basically it's a it's a phoning show we sit on the stage people skype in they can watch us on periscope and skype in and you can join in as well if you want or not join in if you don't want you don't have to but we will you know if you want to join in you're very welcome there will be um i believe there's going to be a member of the team at the king's place venue wandering around with a cordless microphone to pass to people this is magic this is um uh, excitement and and professionalism that we've never come across for the rabbit hole podcast this is insane because last time when we were in manchester i nearly throttled someone yes. with the microphone cable yes you did yes you did if she hadn't moved i would definitely finish the job um it is happening uh this 
Sunday. It's the only uh, London show we're doing this year for the rabbit hole. I'm doing another show the week after. I'll tell you about that next week. It's the only London show we are doing. It is this Sunday. It is a laugh. Um, you're very welcome to come along if you want tickets. I'll tweet the link in about 10 minutes in the next break. Um, or you just Google King's Place, rabbit hole, it'll come up. And afterwards, I think we're on 7 till 8.30 or 7.30 till 9. I think it's 7 to 8.30. Um, so I'm guessing we probably won't have an interval. We'll just go straight through. And then afterwards, uh, give us 10 minutes to unpack. Can you get him back? Give us 10 minutes to unpack and uh, we'll pack up and put all our stuff away and then we're going to go up to the bar. There'll be a little area of the bar cordoned off for us and we'll, if you want pictures, if you want um, uh, stuff signed, you just want to ask us questions about the radio, we will hang around. Um, uh, can I just say, if you're wearing one of the rabbit hole T-shirts, um you'll probably get your picture taken with us first. That's all I'm Is saying. Is that right? Yeah, well, come on, why not? If, you, if you're wearing a rabbit hole T-shirt, which you can get from balconyshirts.co.uk, if you're wearing one of those, I think there's a very strong chance you might push to the front of the queue. I think that's how that's going to work on Sunday. And why the hell wouldn't we? Why the hell wouldn't we? I've had too much decaffeinated uh, coffee. It's making me very windy pops. Mm. Very, very windy pops. Uh, big brother Sarah flogs her clobber and gets five pounds. Oh dear! Girls Aloud star Sarah Harding made. Um, hang on a minute, <laughs> so girls. I, now I like Sarah Harding because I met her years and years ago. She won't remember it, and she was absolutely delightful. It was a little bit flirtatious, and it was a night because I remember because the next day there was a picture of her in the newspapers, and she'd left her the back of her skirt undone, and her bum was on uh, display. I missed that. Oh come on now! Come on! I like these Sarah. things. Don't happen by accident. Girls allowed star Sarah Harding made just five pounds flogging her clothes online. Was it a skirt with a faulty zip? It's, it's very easy. It, here's here's the thing I've learned. It's very easy to be snide. Yeah. No. It takes a lot of skill mm-hmm. to be kind. Oh, does it? Yeah. Talk to me about Bill Haley. Oh, he's just an absolute. He's got a balloon head. Celebrity Big Brother champ Sarah was said to be embarrassed at the amount people bid for her wardrobe. Here's the thing. I've got a lot of time for ex-pop stars because what do you do? Nowadays, the last 15 years, it's become a little bit easier for ex-pop stars because there are things like The Jungle, Dancing on Ice, which they're bringing back, Big Brother. There are these avenues to go in. But before, if you were a British ex-pop star maybe about one percent of them became tv presenters and the rest what do you do and when you've been and girls allowed were massive right for for a couple of years they were huge i don't know if they had any hits in the states but certainly in this country they were massive and to have that concentrated adulation and adoration directed at you like a laser beam and then for it to go that has that has got to be a big thing to deal with. Mm-hmm. That has got a bit. That has got to mess with your head and with your soul. That really has. Um, let's go. Oh, he's gone. Can you get? What's that wrong with this idiot? Jesus. It's only Paul from Stoke Poges, so it's not any great loss. Should be googling girls aloud. <laughs> um, she listed thirteen items from a five-pound pair of jeans. 
Oh, stop it, you That's pervert. what people would have bought it for. That's what people would have bought it for. To a £2,000 designer gown on charity site... Now, look up this site, please. Depop. Oh. Depop. I used to go to school with a kid called Depop. Depop Nish Patel. www.depop.com. Yep. Sell with a snap, buy with a tap. Mm. Okay. Doesn't say anything about charity. Um, see if you can find some Sarah Harding clothes on there. Search. Sarah Harding clothes. Some of the posh frocks, all a size six, have never even been worn. Oh, and that's why they didn't sell, because they've not been worn. You want her sweat. You want Harding sweat. The sweat of Harding. A mug... What's this? A muggler gown? Moogler. Thierry Moogler. Um, okay, yep. A muggler gown that she wore for the Batman film premiere failed to attract a single buyer. Um, can you find anything? Well, there's things that she has worn or things... But right. they're T-shirts, brand new, not being sold by her, by so, right. sold by someone else, but alongside a photograph of her wearing something similar. Ty- type in the... Find the muggler gown, because it says here... Sarah wrote in the description for the black and white dress, and there's a picture of her wearing it. Hate seeing this one go. We'll send with a signed photograph of me. Mm. The only item to sell was a crumpled pair of grey Topshop £5 jeans. No. An insider said... I'm I'm, um, smelling... uh, yeah, I'm smelling bullshine. The, an insider said it was something she was told about years ago. She was never that keen, but she thought she could raise a bit for charity. The singer, 35, is due to head to L.A. to relaunch her music career. I hate L.A. You been to L.A.? No, my sister oh, tells me Jesus. it's a soulless place where everyone God. seems nice, but they couldn't give a monkey Every about Every time I arrive in L.A., just the... My neck tenses. I remember having a terrible row with um, a cab firm. It's fun to book a cab because we had to go. We had to go there. You get this. You had to go to L.A. for a mate's wedding, and guess where he lived? He lived around the corner from me in Muswell Hill. We had to fly to L.A. Right? Get this. And they expected a present. What? And here's the, the presents th- is the present. And here's the thing: they split up a couple of years later. Do you know what I mean? And here's the thing. He was. This is the weirdest thing, right? It's my mate Steve got married. It's a lovely lady. And it didn't work out. And these things happen. Marriages don't work out. Um, and, but we flew to LA. So I was a bit... Oh, flew to LA. He had five... What was his connection with LA? Was she, she was American. She was uh, from there. right. Okay. He had five best men. Oh, they do. They have a lineup, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, And then he was one of my best mates, right? And then I can date it. It was... Almost six years, almost six years, because it was just before my youngest was born, he vanished. He vanished. Mm. And when I say vanished, I mean, he changed his number, he split up with his wife, he moved out. I've never seen him since. I've never seen him since. My best, one of my best mates, my, one of my three best mates, there's Simon Connan and Steve, was number three. And he just completely disappeared. Not just out of my life, out of everyone's life. If it had just been me, I could have thought, well, okay, maybe. But out, out of everyone's life, no one knows where he is. No one knows what he's up. He's, doing, he's off doing plays and theatre and stuff, but 
doesn't speak, doesn't... We were, we, we were always around each other's houses, always playing a little bit of FIFA on the PlayStation. You know, that's called ghosting. What does that mean? It means when someone completely disappears. It's a new way of dumping someone. But so don't... you go out on a couple of dates, yeah. and then you never hear from them again. There's no... Yeah. I don't think this is working out. There's no... It's not me, it's you. You just never hear from them again. But I had been friends with him for 20 years. For 20 years. We met at college... For 20 years, he was one of my... Well, for about 15, 16, 17 of those, he was one of my best friends, right? So I'd known him for 20 years. And just before my youngest was born... He's never even seen my youngest. My, one of my best... He's just gone. I was... It was so you St- don't know where he is even now? It was at Steve's flat that I, bo- I bouldered in one night um, at one o'clock in the morning. And um, there was a bloke in there threatening with, him with a rounder's ah, back. Ah, that guy. Yeah, that guy, right? And I, and I stood, stood by Steve as we were, the bloke came in, pretended he had a gun in his, he pretended he had a gun. He just had his hand in his pocket. He was doing that. But we went, you know, we, we went along with him because he was scared. My mate, he's gone. No idea where he is. Don't know his phone number. Don't know um, where he lives. Don't I bet know... he's calling himself Esteban. I bet he probably is now. I bet that's exactly what he's doing. It says on my screen, calls and hangs up. So let's see. Well, they've called. Hi, Eric. Steve. Hello, Steve. Hello. Come on. You can see this through. See it through to its natural conclusion. You normally hang up. You're well done. You've said something. You Now stick with it, buddy. Stick with it. Let's do it. Let's do this little lartsy. Let's, let's, let's play out this scene. Don't hang up. You can stay with us. Excuse me. I wish he'd hung up, actually. There, and he hung up. There you go. That was that. Your wish is his command. <laughs> that was weird, isn't it? People are weird. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is The Late Night Alternative. My name's Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Let's go to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Hello, it's Paul. Uh, hello, yes. yes, I know. Oh, I'm that lunatic who you, you, you rang up about um, you meditation on your, your, your that your body only goes up to your belly button, yeah, uh, and down to your toes. Yes. If you, you say, if you say so, no. Well, that's a threat. Well, you forgot. Right, it don't matter. Now, the spiritual part of your body, right, goes to What uh, happened to the guy... Sorry to interrupt, Paul. Kath, what happened to the guy who, was who before mm-hmm. he was born, could choose which planet he wanted to go to? There was, a, there was a purple furry planet, and there was this one, and he chose this one. I think he might have um, decided to go back to the purple planet, because <laughs> he disappeared. that guy. He ra- rang us for a few he was, weeks, he? was he? teasing us, teasing us with was his... Colin? Um, it was, yes, it may have been a Colin. Mm. Colin, if you're listening, we'd love to hear more of your stories. Anyway, Paul, yes. Um, Paul, yeah, Paul. Yeah, anyway. Yes. Uh, then, it, it goes up to, in the spiritual part, uh-huh. right, uh, from just above your, your willy, yeah, just above, uh, to the bottom of your chin. Yeah. What, what goes, uh, sorry, hang on. What goes from just ab- above your willy to the bottom of your chin? Yeah. Because that's where my willy goes. Well, 
no, just above the willy. It's not, it's not where the willy is. Just Depends how big the willy is. Where, well, uh, well, what is it that's... Uh, pretty... Sorry? What is this between the top of the willy and the chin? Yeah, well, I, I could be more accurate by uh, <laughs> one hand stretched out from your uh, belly button, yes. if you're in a standing position, right? Yes, the hand span, we would call it, if, in the, if yes, we were measuring some, horses. From, from your thumb to your little finger. Yes, hand span. Uh, yes. <laughs> and but, but, then, but what are we talking about? What What is this? Uh, uh, well, it's a form of meditation that um, was put in my head by... John Seams, or whatever it was. John Seams? Pardon? What was the name you just said? John Seams? No, uh, put in meditation. Yes. Put into my head, yeah. Yes, by? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was light and dark, light and dark, it appeared. Yeah. Um, And it put it in my head, right? And it goes from there, right to the bottom of you. That's it. But if it's divided into four sections... Yes. Right? Yep. There's an overlap, as I said, with your body, uh, uh, that ends at your belly button, and then it goes up to your uh, lowest... Your, your, the bottom of your ribcage from the belly button. What does... Actually... What does... I'm confused as to what does. Me- a meditation? But yeah, um, um, the in... Well, let me get to the top. But yeah, then to the... Uh, you, you stand up, stand yeah. up, and the other one in, right? Yeah, now, yeah, go on. Now, we, now, in the middle, if you go to the middle of each section, that's where you would meditate in the spirit one. Right, yeah? yes. Yeah. I'm agreeing with you as though I understand what you're talking about when I haven't got the foggiest, but yes. That's what you said, <laughs> said last time, right? And, gonna... and how are you today? I'm... I'm all, well, I'm all right. I had a terrible day, really. Why, why have you had a terrible day? What's happened? Well, I don't know. I went, I went to get me food, right? Yes. From uh, the the place I will get me food. Yes. Uh, which is uh, just down that it's, it's, can I say Tesco's? Is that allowed? Here's, I never understand yes. why people don't think they're allowed to say shops on the radio, as long as you're not going to say uh, Tesco's killed my mother or, or Asda is staffed by paedophiles, as long as you're not going to say something that, that, that is obviously litigiously questionable, yes, yeah. you can, you, yes, you can say Tesco. You, you can say you well, shop at Tesco, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I don't want to get in trouble or anything like that. You, I, anyway. I will not get in trouble just because you've said Tesco, trust me. Well, when, uh, when I did my shopping, I also wanted... Try to have me car. I've got me cards, you, you know, that you yes. the machine, yeah, to dial in your, your, your pin, right? <clears throat> but I couldn't, and the money, I, um, uh, they, 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 I wouldn't give me any money. It would give me, it would buy me things, but it wouldn't give me any money. Right. Well, that's frustrating. Oh, no. Is there a reason for that? That would be good. Well, maybe you've got, maybe you've got no money. No, I have got money. There's money in there. I yes. know that. Yes. Yeah. But is there a reason for why it wouldn't? It, it, and it costs so low down the, 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 the okay. sequence of good cards that they're not, they're, not, they're not allowed to do that. No. Something. No. Well, so Paul, I, I, um, uh, 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 I appreciate you uh, sharing that with us. Yeah, and that's all right. 
Don't forget the bit about the spirit. The wit. Yep, the, 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 the... Top of your willy. Top of your willy, yes. Yeah, you've got your belly button one hand down. What, your belly button and one hand down. Well, Paul, it's, it's, it's great talking to you. Thank you, thank you so much. Um... Wowzers. Um, 0344 is the telephone number. Like I said, you can call in about anything. I've turned the lights off in the studio um, because it just feels like it's going to be one of those shows. It feels like it's going to be a dark show. I don't necessarily mean dark in a bad way. I just mean, you know, dark as in nighttime. It feels, it feels, it just feels right that we should be doing this in darkness. So um, we'll see, uh, we'll see how we... Um, how we get on. Katie Price? Yes. Is she coming on the show? No response from the Pricey. Well, she's, she's, she's postponed her tour date. Her mum's not well. Yes. Um, but and, we, she's, we, and she's getting divorced. Yeah, but we also know that the tour, tour was doing terribly. Mm. You know, some venues sold, that could hold 2,000, she sold about 60. So one does have to wonder... What's going on there? Mum is very ill, and, uh, and I know that. But it's but but it's a condition. I believe that she could be alive for another three or four years. I think, and she's postponed some of these tour dates by two months. And I just wonder. And I'm not. I, I genuinely, I'm not saying this. And hmm, I wonder. I, I genuinely wonder how that would benefit everybody. Can say it just seems an odd. I don't know. I don't know. Um, According to the Daily Star, um, oh, someone's just texted in. Does Anxious Man still call you? Here's an interesting thing. Anxious Man used to call. Used to call me ages ago. And it was this kid who would play a clip of a Gorillaz song, and it would be all of which makes me unbearably anxious. No, all of which makes me anxious at, at times, unbearably so. And it became a, a meme before we really knew what memes were. And he would play, it and then other people. But it's a kid who's about fifteen, I think. And this was this was ten, twelve years ago. So he's, God, he's nearly 30 now. Um, and he would play it and other people would play it and people would play it at different speeds. And one of the best shows we did was the first call was All of Which Makes Me Anxious. And then the last call, just as the bed was going up to the news, an anonymous call came in, at times unbearably so. It was just wonderful. It was delicious. And um, I never met him. I think I saw him once. I think he was loitering outside the the radio studio, sat on a on a biffer bin as I went to the car park at one o'clock in the morning. I think that was him, but never met him, as far as I'm aware. Certainly never, he never introduced himself to me as the anxious man. Um, he became a bit annoying because then he, I, I remember doing other things that were, that were quite annoying. Um, and I haven't thought about him for ages and ages and ages. And just today, you know, things pop into your head. This anxious man popped into my head. And I kind of went on a, a little rabbit hole in my mind, remembering some of the calls and just making up a little fantasy of what had happened to him over the last um, 12 years. But in answer to your question, uh, texter, anxious man, does anxious man still call you? No. And no. how does that make you feel? <laughs> At times, unbearably so. Um, desperate, Kate Price oh. has joined a dating app in a bid to bag a young lover. Again, oh, she uh, said he. If I was her sister, I'd say, do you know what? Let's give it a rest for a while. By, by and I mean the dating, not I the. Um, it. I thought you meant the woo woo. <laughs> both. She ditched her cheating third husband 
two weeks ago. Kira Haler last month and does not want to waste any time oh, in finding a new man. This is the problem. What da- can we find? What dating app she's on? Because I want to see the profile. But it would be Tinder, won't it? Is Katie Price on Tinder? You can get like a VIP Tinder, can't you? Wow. For my very important penis. <laughs> Kate said onwards and upwards. Very impatient penis. The girls are telling me to... Oh, get on... Oh, hang on a second. Oh, she's not. Hang on a second. Her friends are saying. No, 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 no. Hang on a second. Go on. Okay, so so it's... it's, Oh, I'm so so naive. Okay, so it names a dating app, right? It's not Tinder. She's obviously being paid by them. I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. So Let dumb. me just remove that fish hook from your mouth. I'm so dumb. I fell for the Katie Price is sponsored by a company line. I fell for it. I stopped before I mentioned the name of the uh, dating app because it's one that no one's ever heard of. Of course she's not going to go on one that no one's ever heard of unless they are paying her dollar. And good for that. Good for her. Kate said onwards and upwards. The girls are telling me to get on... Gonna give it a go. It's my new approach, lol. Kiss, kiss. Don't. Oh, man alive. I felt, I almost fell for that guy's hook, line, and indeed, a little bit of sinker. Um, so I've signed up to this Shudder TV, and I started watching a movie last night. I got halfway through it, and I, I thought, I'm gonna go to sleep now. The Devil's Rejects. It's, it's kind of, um, it's kind of Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the 21st century, if they hadn't actually made a 21st century version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's about an incestuous murdering family that um, that go on a, a rampage and, and kill people in brutal, uh, horrific ways. Standard. Yeah, it's standard. Directed by Rob Zombie. Got a lot of time for Rob Zombie. Is uh, that his real name? Mm-hmm. No. Um, but I, I got halfway through it, and I thought, if anyone's got any suggestions of any films I can watch on this um, on this this channel, let me let me know. I'm good. I want to go home tonight. I've got I've got to be up so early tomorrow. Um, I've not got to be somewhere until five o'clock. So I've got to, I can go home. I can watch a good scary movie tonight. I want a really good. It's scary. I just found myself watching this, thinking oh, I've seen this all before. I've seen this all before. Uh, dear listener, um, you can give us a call. Uh, the phone lines are empty at this precise second in time, so now would be a brilliant time to call. What we'll do is I'll give you the number now, so get a pen and paper. Then when we come back after 11 o'clock, we'll have a little recap of the things that we've talked about. Maybe they will tickle your fancy. Maybe you want to talk about something else. I'm really sorry. This, this, even this decaffeinated coffee is making me very windy. Also, the tapas we had is, oh. uh, I think, repeating on me. We mm-hmm. had some delicious tapas. I think I had my first prawn today. Yeah. Um, but was it, it was a, a langoustine. But, uh, is that a prawn? Big prawn. Very disappointing. Didn't like the texture at all. I His mean, face. It was like giving a, a dog a caramel. It was like chewing on a fishy bogey. <laughs> Um, but the phone number, guys, the phone number um, is 0344 0344-499-1000. It'll be free for most of you, pennies for some of you. You'll speak to Sam. He'll take your name and number and we'll call you straight back. Imagine, we can't make it any easier than that. This is a late-night phone-in show where literally anything goes. 0344 499 1000, The Late Night Alternative. My name is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. 
across the UK, online and on DAB. He has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I'm just looking at this new Apple iPhone. Sweet Lord. Because they said, oh, it's 1,100 quid, right, in the news. 1,100 quid for, it's 1,149 pounds, right? Which is odd, because in, the, in, the, in America, it's 1,149 dollars. In the UK, it's 1,149 pounds. Huh? I thought, oh, that'd be the most expensive version. I bet there's a version for, like, 600 quid, right? No, no, no. The cheapest version is $999, which if you use the uh, Apple conversion rate is £999. The cheapest version is £1,000 for, for the new iPhone. And listen to this brilliant line from, from Apple, right? Um, where is this line? Oh, um, oh, where is it? Where is it? Uh, basically, it's got facial recognition. So you look at it and it goes, oh, this is... Here we go. The iPhone X is a long-term investment by Apple that sets a template for the next generation of iPhone hardware. You'll bring another one out in a year. You'll bring another one out in 18 months. That's what you always do. Here's the thing. I'm quite happy with my Apple iPhone 6S. I only bought that because um, uh, the, the old Apple 5 I had, was, was uh, uh, I smashed the screen and I took it to Dodgepot McPhee to fix it and he buggered it up even more. So instead of getting it repaired, I thought I might as well just go a few extra quid and buy one. Um, this this phone I've got now, Apple are bricking it right because um, uh, they know that everybody is happy with the the iPhones and the Samsungs that they've got now. We don't need anything else. Internet is never going to be that much faster. Oh, so it's got wireless charging. That's fine. I've got a cable. Oh, so it's got longer lasting battery. Well, I've got an I've got an iPhone, so I know to always take a cable with me. It's got facial recognition. I don't need it. I don't need it. And you're going to charge eleven hundred pounds. For 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 that, for a slightly bigger... No, thank you. No, thank you. We're done. And the whole world is doing a big collective... Uh, you'll get those um, uh, people who are um, socially awkward and, and, and terrible in, in groups that will, will camp outside the Apple store for five days because they are desperate to be the first people to get it. But no one... And if I see one being used in the office, guys, have a look. Any good? Is, is it worth... 1200 quid nah nah i didn't think so i'm fine i'm fine with this i'm fine i'm gonna sit out the next few generations and here's another thing i'm never gonna do right i'm never ever gonna sign up to some poxy 18 month 24 month contract with some rubbish net mobile phone network and pay about an extra 600 quid on top of the phone price that's what you end up paying i remember when a phone contract was a year was a year. You, I said 18 months, and you can't even get 18 months now. They're all two years because you're paying for the phone. But you pay about six, 700 quid more for the phone. That's what I did with my last phone. Yeah. And I did the, the sums, and this time around I saved up, bought one outright, and I'm going to be quids in eventually. I'm on, I'm on GifGaff, right? And there are loads of these networks. People go, people go what are you on GifGaff for? That's for students. No, 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 no. There are loads of these networks. That's the one I chose. But there are loads of them now that are, that are independent, and I pay 15 quid a month, right? 15 quid a month, unlimited calls, unlimited text, and um, 
very, very rarely do I go over me, um, me data allowance. Very, very rarely, right? And that suits me. I was at one point paying something like 60 quid a month. 60 quid a month for a mobile phone. And the thing is about gift gaff... And not that we're being, we're not being paid by. No, no, no. There's lo- there's the thing. There's loads of these little companies out there that do it, and you 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 and you can stop any time you want. And these guys will tell you. I I got a text message saying next time around I wouldn't buy such an expensive package. Yeah. You don't need to put ten pounds on it. But it's seven quid. There's on it. loads of them. Honestly, I, I looked at loads of them, and this is the one that worked for me. There'll be others that work for you. Go and have a look. Fifth, twelve quid a month would probably do. I was paying over sixty quid a month at one point for my, for a flipping phone contract. Are you? nuts mm-hmm. are you insane never again the thing, never happening the again. thing that tore it for me was one doing the maths and realizing how much more i yep. was paying for that phone which got dropped down the toilet and yep. you know it was, gets they get abused you know they start out as your treasured possessions and they end up getting you know covered in filth and all sorts anyway so i did the maths but i also went with the same company and tried to ask them about getting a similar phone you know a new phone and they yeah. were going to charge me even more i'm saying i, I want to pay similar to what i'm paying now no i can't do that anymore no oh bye bye then yeah um uh, honestly this whole f- mobile phone the networks unless they're advertising with us in which case they are excellent the the, the actual phones themselves it's all a massive massive con and the people that get exploited the most are kids no. Yeah, they are. Young no. kids who think it's important to have no, a new phone every it's not. It's 18 their, months. It's their parents that are mm. getting exploited. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell my kids that we're not buying into this nonsense. Here's the thing, uh, mobile phone where, uh, uh, makers and networks. You are naked. I can see it. You have got no clothes on. Look at you guys. You are absolutely naked and you've got tiny ding-dongs uh, and your, your bodies are unpleasant. I know we shouldn't body shame, but you guys are scumbags. You're the scum of the earth and we are not going to take it anymore i'm not falling for it anymore absolute nonsense oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand let's go to dom good evening dom when i can't take it yeah. hello all right what song was that oh i can't remember. not a ramones uh, when i can't take it anymore because i'm thinking of we're not gonna take it are there any other right. right here we go this is tonight's phone in songs that have got the phrase we're not going to take it right so so far we've got when we're not gonna take it. Who's that by? Go on. I don't know who yours is. I've, I've, I know who sung mine, but I don't know. What who's, who's, right, who's is yours? Uh, the lead singer's a guy called Dee Snider. He's got one guy, and they've just done an acoustic version. Like Bed slowed down. And who's Dee? I know that name. What, 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 what is that? I want to say Twisted Sister, but yeah, no, Twisted sure. Sister, Twisted Sister. All right, my one is, and you should be able to get it because I'm I'm doing a really good impression. <laughs> we're not gonna take it. I can sing more. Yes, please. We're not gonna take it. Never did and never will. Don't want no religion. And as far as we can tell. Who is it? Are you being, um, adultery? Who is it? Yeah, I was thinking now, but it sounds American. Who is it? Well, sometimes adultery does. Who is it? Mm, true. I'm giving you the Game answer. Doesn't. Who? Who is, is it? it? Who, who is it? It's the, it's the who. It is the who. So, so far, we've got... Um, hang on a minute, that pen's dead. So far, we have got Twisted Sister and The Who that have got have got the lines uh, in their song, We're Not Gonna Take It. Uh, can we find... I bet, I bet Bill Haley hasn't done a song called We're Not Gonna Take oh. It. He's like, I'll bend <laughs> over, you put it anywhere you want. Bill Haley. Um, 0344 499 please. Songs that uh, have the phrase, We're Not Gonna... And I will accept going, although that would be posh. We're not gonna take it. 
Let's Would see. you accept I'm not going to take it? Do you know what, Kath? I'm feeling generous. It's a Tuesday night. Yes, I bloody well would. Okay, there are the rules, my friends. I'm not going to take it anymore. What's that? Is that a song? I, that sounded like a song at the end. Anymore. I can't think... Someone I sung, but differently. Oh, is it? Is, was it? I was like just yeah. singing, singing yours back to you. Okay, well, that's, that's why it sounded so familiar. I do, I do, I do tend to parrot people. Dom, you've not called in for this fun phone in though. You've called in for something else. I have, yeah. Um, it's a guest idea, and it's, I was watching a pop video today. Yeah. Uh, I, re- I really recommend you watch it as well. Breakaway by Tracy Ullman. She'd uh, be a fantastic guest, I reckon. Uh, uh, she's um, Tracy Ullman. Um, I think she would be a fantastic guest, actually. Yeah, just put, put on, Here's yeah. the thing, you know, you know, Tracy Ullman is a huge star in the United States. Yeah, massive. That makes yeah. me think she wouldn't want to do a poxy little show like this. Although she's but, been trying to get back in in the scene here, hasn't let's she? Get Tracy, let's get Tracy. Let's get Tracy. Hey, guess who's coming on again in a month? Uh, Matt, not Matt. Uh, uh, Mark. No, mate. We're, we, he's, no, we know we got your book. That's we'll <laughs> sort that Thank out. You. Jim Dale's coming back on. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? Jim oh, Dale's fantastic. coming back on. We, 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 that, he just popped into our minds the other day. Kath sent an email. He's coming on next month. Beautiful. Lovely Jim Dale. The show's very own Jim Dale, we can call him now. Can I ask, do us a favour. Can you do a pre-record and do it for about an hour? Because the amount of stories that guy has got. Mate, listen, you want, do you want me to get him to sign something for you as well? I've got, I've got every carry-on film. There we go. I'll cut him off there. That's, that's cheek. At the cheek of it. The cheek of it. Jim's in New York, isn't he? Yes. I do have his address, but I'm not going to divulge that. Here's the thing, I've got a week off coming up. So tempted to, to ask Jim if... I've got a week off coming up, right, and I'm feeling lousy at the moment. What would be better than taking Jim Dale out for lunch and interviewing him over lunch? That's not so, that's not so stupid, is it? I'm sure he'd go out with you. Not like that. Oh, I'm sure he'd go to lunch with you. That's, that is ridiculous. I'm not flying to New York just to hang out with Jim Dale for an afternoon. We can go and have um, a lazy lunch with uh, Gutenberg again. Yeah. Catch up with Berko, Bierko. Maybe um, I miss Craig. Craig was over here the other week and I missed him. Um, maybe I go to New York and have lunch with Jim Dale. All right, that's just an idea. I'm just thinking out loud. Let's go to Paul in Stoke Poges. Evening, Paul. Good evening. You, you 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 called and then you decided you didn't want to come on. Yeah, I did and earlier because you, I was because ta- I was ta- yeah, I was I'm still talking. Talk about stalking. Yeah, now you've dis- I'm like still talking. I'm, I'm finished talking. So you you called. You were going to come on and then you you bottled it and now you've you've decided you're going to come back on again. Yeah, because I'm talking about a different subject this time. That's great. I always love always love to hear that warm, friendly um, tone in your voice. It's always nice to hear. Thank you. I like to come across spending. You, you you always always do. I hope I do. Yeah, always, always a really friendly, warm time. It's like it's like putting on a pair of comfortable slippers and putting your feet up on a on a big comfy. It's probably more like putting on a pair of clogs, isn't it? Um, no, it's like it's like stretching out in front of an open fire after you've well, made love. Good. I'm da- I'm glad da- I'm glad da- I've done that. For okay, you. Well, well 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 done, Paul. Now what what would you? Okay, like to say? I want to say you were talking about. Wireless chargers and things like that. Were we? You're talking about what phones and wireless just, just, chargers. Just and... go along with him, Kath. It's easier. Yes, yes, Paul. Yes, you were. Okay. Well, what about is a that, charger? Is that what lovely, about... friendly tone again? Yes, yes, you are. 
What about a charger that needs a charger? Right. Can I, can I, I'm going to make a request, right? Don't phone up my show with jokes. I, I, no, I, uh, it's no, not a joke. It is. It's serious. It is. It's a no, serious thing, it's, isn't it? No, it's not. It's a bad stand-up routine. Listen, you can phone up no. James's show and do jokes, but here's the thing. I, jokes make me very, very uncomfortable, all right? No, because, it's not a joke. Paul. It's not a joke. Paul, shut up and listen, dude, right? Jokes make me really, really uncomfortable because I think I think people that tell jokes that aren't on a stage in front of a couple of hundred people with a microphone, I, I, I think it's rude of them because it puts an unnecessary pressure on the person who is being told the joke to react in the way that society dictates is normal, and that's to go, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, very good, um, and I, I, I can't do that. Paul, Paul, you're doing a bad stand-up routine from the nineties. Okay, we're not going to take it. Right. So, so, so no, can twisted, we, Paul? Paul, will you shut brilliant. up and listen? You're so rude. Sorry. Jesus, shut up and listen. You can be rude as well. You will know. you just shut up? <laughs> so, can you promise not to phone my show up with jokes anymore? You phone James is up. Phone the other shows up. That's their business. Please don't phone my show with jokes. It wasn't a joke I was making. Well, what was, was the point? You, point. Well, tell me... Th- OK, let's examine... The, right, you've asked for it, baby. It's about, it's about the nonsense of modern technology, no, isn't it? No, it, no, it's a joke, because there's not a charger. You've got to plug in to charge. No, I know, but... Then why did you say it? Ne- that'll be the next No, thing, it won't, won't be. It? No, it won't be. It's like, where do... Where, no! Okay, put, no! Okay, right. Why okay, would they make on. a charger that you've got to plug in to charge? Because, because it's... They wouldn't. The they wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. They're going to... It'll be no. soon. No, it won't happen soon. Why would it ha- Why would... Why would an inventor go, hmm, I'm... I'm going to invent a charger that charges up charges. Why would you do that? Okay, can I... Can I make the point? One Will of the you promise that? not to phone my show with jokes anymore? Okay, it wasn't a joke. Well, where was it? It wasn't a serious point. It was a serious... Okay, can I make the point? One of the first calls I ever made to you... I class that... Was, I class that... coffee. I class... Making I class... Coffee. I class that as a joke. So log that into your um, mind files as a joke, and if you have anything that's remotely like that, don't phone up with it, okay? Fair Agreed? Enough. Caprice, I wasn't trying to make a joke, though. Right, but I, that, right, everyone who's got half a brain would consider that to be a joke. So c- that now re- redirect your data banks to include what you've just said there under the heading jokes, okay? And then put that under the subheading. Do not call Ian with one of these, okay? I'm not. I'm not trying to be Bob Monkhouse, for goodness' sake. I wish you were like Bob McHouse, like he is now. Maybe I stole his joke book, eh? What is that? What is that? Yeah, it's a joke. Stop it! You think you are Frankie Boyle? Frankie off the boil. No, Frankie Boyle's rude. You're rude! No, no, but I don't tell rude jokes. No, you've just got rude manners. I'd rather someone tell rude jokes and be very polite, like Frankie Boyle, who is very polite, than someone who tells unfunny jokes and has got no manners, like you. Okay, just call me Mrs. Brown, then. Why? Who's she? Not funny. (sighs) 
No, she does. She does obvious things, yeah. Or he. We're not going to take it, Paul. Tell, tell me about that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. You were, you were going to oh, talk about the, the... We're looking for songs that got the line, we're not going to take it. Tell, tell yeah, me Twisty, it was Twisted Sister. D, D, D.C. Lee, yeah. D.C. Lee. Okay, Paul. Okay. Thanks. And do you know do you know who made it one of their songs uh, can as, a I? Campaign, as a campaign no. for their nope. for their political thing? No, nope, I don't. Donald Trump. Uh, what are the odds? I'm I'm betting I get an RC email from you before the end of the show. What do you reckon? Is that gonna no, happen? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm go- I'm I'm gonna eat a lasagna and then meditate. Thank you very much indeed. There's an evening for you. You can't meditate on a lasagna. Because that will be your body, you can't meditate. I made, clog his chakras. I made a great mistake of going to the Friends Meeting House near where I used to live, Quakers, um, because there was going to be a course of um, Buddhism. Buddhism, so you get, but it was, and it's the weirdest thing. And I went to this thing and I sat there and uh, you sat in this, this room, about eight other people there. And then from out the back came this, white English dude but dressed up like a Buddhist and he sat down and he was like speaking wise words and then he said we're going to meditate right but I first of all I knew what was out the back there because it's where we used to take the kids to nursery and out the back there it's just a just like a little kitchen little kitchenette so he was in the kitchenette what used to do in the kitchenette so he's probably getting changed in there so that's all I was thinking he might be having to meditate and then I made the mistake of eating a bag of chips before we'd gone <laughs> so for the whole med- <laughs> It's all just coming out. I couldn't. I was the worst thing ever. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is the late night alternative. My name is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule free. It's the late night alternative with that man, Ian Lee, <laughs> on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Fiery tonight. Feisty. Very, very feisty. Um, I was going to say, I'd, I'd, I'd reset the show and let you know what we've talked about. Um, we've talked about um, Bear Grylls, Celebrity Island, reality television, songs that have the line, we're not, I'm not going to take it. So far, we've got Twisted Sister with, um, they say, DC Lee and uh, The Who. Um, we've talked about Sarah Harding selling her clothes and not getting much money, what it's like to be an ex pop star um lasagna and chakras and um um a hand span above your willy uh we all of these things we've talked about right so hopefully new listeners and, and irregular listeners you've got the idea you can call in about absolutely anything you want You'll get on. You'll speak to Sam. He's a nice lad. He won't even do the, what do you want to talk to Ian about? We don't do that on this show. It's just like, hello, talk radio. Yeah, what's your name? I'll give you a call back. That's it. There's no audition process. There's nothing. 0344 499 Free for most of you. Pennies at the most. We call you back. Let's go to Jerry. Good evening, Jerry. Um, on my way out. Jerry, you're dying? No. What's wrong? Well, the drugs are wearing off. The drugs are wearing off. Yeah. This is what you sound like when the drugs are wearing off. Wow. Hey, Not two songs will be. You falling asleep, baby? You falling asleep, yeah. little baby? Well, shutting down. My body shuts down. My body shuts down, little baby. But does your mind stay active? Yeah. So are you wide awake? 
Why do I feel body shots now? But does it look like? Can I ask? Because I'm just asking for a friend. Does it look like you're dead? Looks like I'm asleep. Oh. Ask me questions. I just need. Okay. I just need to. Um, I need to borrow someone that looks dead. But I, I won't. What for? There's nothing. Um, so, you, so I'm not allowed to ask you questions. Uh, oh, I like I like this, Jerry. I like Jer- the shutting down, Jerry. It's called the frozen state. Yeah, uh, yeah. So mm. you could right, you could be lying there, and so what? Your body freezes. Yeah, it just shuts down the body. And and this is because mm. the drugs are wearing off. Yeah, I would have thought if the drugs had worn off, you'd have the shakes. I don't get the shakes. Go solid. So I wow. So I could do anything to you, and you couldn't. You couldn't stop me. Oh, oh mate! Well, interesting, interesting thing. Yeah, the reflexes still work. Really? There's certain things that we can cut. Do the reflexes still work? And this is a genuine question, right? And it sounds dumb, but often my best, I learn the most from my dumb questions. Do the reflexes still work on a dead man? No, I'm not dead yet. No, I know. Um. I, I, what, what, what is a what is a reflex? What what is it? Okay, we all know what it is. You cross your legs, the doctor hits you just below the knee, and your leg flies up, and it's great fun. I it's love not it. Electrical? No, it can't be elec- electrical. Oh, I'd never considered it to be that. I always thought it was it was pressure on a joint that was was. I don't know what a reflex. Oh, this is good, cat. Is it to do with your nerves? Is it nerves or is it muscular? Re- re- reflex. Mm. Oh, Jerry, you have opened up a horrible but yet fascinating can of worms. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. What the hell is a reflex? And does a dead man have a reflex? That's a great one. Well, That's... we know one person who can answer that question. If only she's listening. Who? Our undertaking friend. Uh, I think my David Badcock. A beaver. Oh God, I don't think any of his <laughs> reflexes work, do they? No, no. Unless no. you plug it in. Plug it in. Plug it in. Suck it up. Um, how's, uh, how you, uh, what's the weather like up there? Because I tell you what, man, down here, for the last three days, it has been humid. And windy. And windy. Uh, we haven't got the wind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, little baby, little baby. I, li- I like you like this. This is nice. This is, this it's is... chilled the, out. It's, it's the side out. of Jerry we don't get to see. Totally chilled out. Not any pain, it's just... I can understand what you're saying very clearly as well. Yeah, I'm chilled out. I'm fascinated by by the periods of when I can and when I can't understand you so well. And I hope you take that in the way I mean. I'm not, you know, saying, gosh, you're you're a freak. But I'm genuinely, as as, as someone whose mum has got a similar condition with the MS to your Parkinson's, it it does fascinate me as to what, the combination of drugs and weather and climate and and mental stability and rest as to what, when you can be understood better and when you can't. Mm. I want to conduct experiments on you, Jerry. I want to conduct experiments on Jerry while he's like this and while he cannot say no. Mm. I will strap him into the chair and I will administer a very powerful narcotic. How do you feel about that? Are you a willing specimen, Jerry? Always willing. (laughs) When you say you're going hard... Yeah. Is it? 
Oh, stop. No, that. again, another question. I, I, honestly, if the whole body stiffens, does the whole body stiffen? You know, I'm fascinated yeah, by this. Apparently. The opposite happens. It, yeah. Yes, it, 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 yeah, I yeah, can understand yeah. that. But when they're relaxing, no. that's when they're excited. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's weird. It's a, it's a complex disease. Yeah, it's, 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 it's incredible. In Parkinson's... Where does it originate? Is it is it is it in the brain? It's the brain, the brain. isn't it? Brain, deep in the brain. And it what? Because because again, it's very similar to MS. MS mm-hmm. starts in the brain. MS just can't get through the blocks. The, the blocks on the brain. Gateways, gateways don't connect. Yeah. Can yeah. they with? Here's a here's a fascinating thing, guys. An optician can often tell if you've got MS because they'll look in your eyes and they'll see like discs, white discs behind your eyes, and that's a symptom of MS. Is that is that the same for Parkinson's? No, but uh, I've got a MS diagnosis with Wilson's disease. And they've got through my eyes. Yeah. And they put copper. They put copper rings in your eyes. Copper rings in your eyes? Yeah. What does that do? Your body can't disperse copper. I find it. Fa- I find it absolutely fascinating, you know. And it, it, it's the, these these big diseases like Parkinson's and MS, and the treatment has come on leap years. Even in the last fifteen years, twenty years, it's, they've come on leap years. But they're still miles away from cures for these things, and I find it incredible. The thing about MS, and I've I've, I've not really followed the MS news for about the last ten years since Mum went in the home, but um. Uh, for, for years and years and years, they're always saying we're about two years away from a cure. We're about two years away from a cure. And I think they're probably still about two years away from a cure, you know. And that was that was 20-odd years ago they were saying that. Yeah, I'm not I suspect it won't be in our lifetime, unfortunately, Jerry. No. It's too I mean, I'm guilty conscience. You've got a guilty... Hang on, you're about to confess to a murder. What, sorry, what? Oh, no, I had to go to A&E the other day. What, why did you have to go to A&E? Mum sprayed my hand. Sprayed you, oh, you fell over and sprained your hand? I hope you um, fell over and sprained your hand. I hope it was something else. I was running, running down past on the wheel. Yeah. And I was facing the pirate thing. So. You're a bit of a speed demon in that chair, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've carried some fire. Like Ben Eyre. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, Jerry, it's good to talk to you, man, and I, I hope you get some rest tonight. Can I give me a ring up, please? Say it again, man. I'll take some drugs. Take some drugs, man. All right. Well, maybe we'll speak to you later on. Take care, fella. Sorry. Bye bye. Funny. Funny. I don't mean that in a pack. Flows that Jerry's got Parkinson's. He's been calling us for ages. Been calling me for about eight or nine years. Um, but I, I find these, uh, I find them fascinating partly because I'm terrified, terrified, terrified of getting MS or getting Parkinson's or getting something like that. Dementia, you know, I'd rather not. Genetically, I'm, I'm programmed to get it. My granddad had it. So genetically, there's a strong chance that I might. But at least with, with that, there is an element of, of, being unaware of it for the most part there, there, there are moments i remember my granddad when he was starting to go ill said to my nan what was was there's something's wrong with me and it was wrong with me um but but with 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 ms and with parkinson's you're aware of it you're constantly aware of it you know and it's and it's there and it's 
We're two years away from a cure, guys. We're two years away from a cure. That's what they kept saying. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, lots of um. I'm not talking about spontaneous movements after death, Rocky. Jesus! I'm talking about reflexes. Talk about when you cross your legs and you hit the knee. What is wrong with these people? And everybody who's saying, well, actually, there are charges that you charge up. No, they're not. They're not. A juice cube is not a charger. It's a battery. It's a battery. The, um, the the other, you can get all these little things. Actually, there are loads of people on Twitter. Actually, there are, they're not. Pendants, they are. They're portable batteries. They're pendants. They're portable batteries. They're not charged. It's not... Jeez. What do you think I am? An idiot? Mm. What is this? Everyone... Stop talking on Twitter. Phone up, you Muppets. I'm in a bad mood with them tonight. That should get them calling in. Yeah, they'll love that. (laughs) Oh, three, four, four. Four, nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. Let's go to Lee. Good evening, Lee. Hi, Ian. Hi, Cass. Hello. Hello, Lee. Hello. Okay, so, spontaneous question. Yes. Uh, A couple of years ago driving to work and there was a radio DJ and he said yeah. if there was anything you could ask your pet oh. you've only got one minute to do it in their whole life what? what is it you'd ask them so you've got your pet your pet might live for 15 years you've had it since a puppy or a kitten or a gerbil or yes. or whatnot. and then for one chance in your life you have one minute to talk to your pet in whatever given language you um what? Talk in. I speak in English. <laughs> exactly, or right. Chinese, or Japanese, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You have one thing to ask them. What would be your question? Lick this. What? Sorry. It's not a question. That's a demand. Okay. Would you lick this? Oh. Um. She'd say what again? <laughs> um. Are you happy with us? Uh, I, I love it that you said that because I've asked loads of people and they've gone. Lots of different answers, but that was my um, favourite question. Are you happy with us? And oh, what's your favourite food? Oh, Do you like going to well, rank? Do you food? want a rank Dog food. Yeah. Uh, to the cat, to, I'd, have a, I'd have a much better conversation with the cat. She's yeah. seen it all, hasn't she? Yeah, she's seen it all. I'd, I'd, yeah, the dog, I'd just be like... Phew. This isn't working, is it? Yeah. Your is that question? bed all right? Are you allergic to feathers? Sorry? Well... Is it a, 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 a down uh, quilt you have the dog in the bed? I don't know. I'm just dog doesn't get on my flipping bed. Not a chance, dirty beast. <laughs> uh, the cat does. Uh, dirty beast. Um, wh- why, what would... You haven't got any pets, have you, Kath? No, I used to have a goldfish. Hey. I would ask um, whether it hurt when my mum operated on the kitchen table on it. I think it probably Ooh. did. Is your mum a vet, Kath? No, but she had some tweezers. Was it a splinter? No, it was like a little... It had like a parasite thing hanging out of it, so Mum whipped it out. Like a little tick? Hmm? Like a little tick? Yeah. Yeah. In a goldfish. You're supposed to give them peas. No, that's if their um, swim bladder goes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was it. Mm. The other question I'd like to ask you and Kaz, 
is oh. Halloween is approaching fast. Young calf. And young will calf. you be going to a haunted pub or haunted hotel oh. somewhere around the UK and broadcasting a live show, which would be really wicked? I'd love to come along. Well, suggest one and we'll, we might think about uh, it. Clock Hill. Sorry? Clock Hill in Bedfordshire. Apparently uh, it's the most haunted place. That church? In the UK. Right. Yeah, Clock Hill. Have you been there? Yeah, I have. I don't live far from it. I've been there as a child. It's, probably, it's creepy, but probably because I'd heard all the... Yeah. Um, I got it behind it. I've been but there too. I live in Bedfordshire. Yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah, because I live quite yeah. near that as well. It's covered in um, graffiti now and there's all kinds of stories yeah. about there being black masses and weird. stuff. Yeah, like the graffiti on the church, I find weird yeah. and quite unnerving anyway. But um, I don't know, maybe do something around there or we could put a tent up or do something. I'm a caterer, I could put on hot dogs or some, make an evening of it. <laughs> a party? Yeah. Might scare the ghosts away. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, yeah, do you know what? It's it's certainly worth looking into. Yeah, and actually, <coughs> time's ticking away. If we need some suggestions, uh, here's the thing as yeah, well. Yeah, because they they made a film about it. I think. Mm. I think I saw it on um, Netflix, Clock Hill, and Gosh, it must Ghost be, in must be Investigators. Um, there is. Um, we're we're going to Hull at the end of the month, and we want to do the show from someone's uh-huh. the radio show from someone's house or some apartment or somewhere in Hull. I mean, we'll talk about that tomorrow, maybe. Okay, show out a hole. Show from out a hole. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for that, Lee. Thank you, Ian. There we go. That was an awkward ending, wasn't it? <clears throat> it um, uh, to uh, uh, to nick somebody else's line from another radio show. If you build it, they will come. Good evening, Habiba. Good evening, guys. How are you, Habiba? The very yes. person I heard. <laughs> Do dead people have reflexes, i.e. if you sat a dead man in a chair and crossed his legs and then hit him just below never the knee it, with those Ian. little hammers, would... You've, ne- you've never done it? No, how would you sit... Uh, I, I, I don't sit dead people in a chair. Oh, come um, on! Surely you've had a dinner party! One that we did pick up who died while playing um, a PlayStation and he was in that position. Well, did, there was that... Come on, you must have <laughs> just rolled up his trouser leg and given him a little tap. No, he wasn't in the best condition by the time oh. uh, he was found. Oh, dear. May I ask now, but, how, uh, how... But you do get uh, death erections. Sorry? You do get death erections. Oh, I thought you said resurrections. It's like, what? No. Uh, was... Yeah, no, I've, yeah, go on, go on. I've, uh, yes, I'm so well aware of this. Therefore, I'm thinking that maybe, I'm not a doctor, but you, maybe... You could pleasure a dead man. What? No! You, um... You that could, escalated quickly, didn't reflex. it? reflex. Yes. Well, a re- well, an erection isn't a reflex. It's not like it's seen a sexy ghost. <laughs> no, but don't you need a, a rush of blood? Well, no, it's I don't... The muscle or the nerve or well, something. Well, to, to, get, to, to get an erection... Um, no, not to get an erection, to get a, a reflex. Um, well, no, I don't... But the, but the erection of a dead man isn't a rush of blood, isn't it? Isn't it the, the blood sort of getting trapped? Yeah, it often happens if someone has... Um, Taking their own life, been hung, something like oh, that. Oh, well, the, the, well, the, well, this is, it's, an, it's a known thing, and I'm not saying this to be flippant. The French have a phrase for it, and I can never remember what the French phrase is. Um, okay. But, but um, uh, the, there are people who, who are hang, hung. Hanged? Yep, that's it. Um, oh, they might be hung. Men well. who are hanged often ejaculate. Yep. And oh, it's a, late, no, 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 it's very, honestly, uh, I, sw- I swear on my life, I'm not, I'm not, you know, this is another Ofcom, but this is actually true. Um, 
And uh, the French have a, they, 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 there was kind of sort of a myth, but a story that by French gallows, although they tended to chop people's head off, but by, by gallows in France, there would be, um, um, like, uh, snowdrops underneath the gallows, and they would kind of, the, the line was that they had been fertilised by the ejaculate of the hangman. This wow. isn't, I'm not even doing oh. the thing. This is true, because, uh, and that is, and that, um, and I don't know why, but I do know that some people use that that kind of technique in adult, very dangerous... Yes, games. Very dangerous, strange games. They use that kind of thing. So there must be something, that, and I'm not in any way suggesting anyone try it, for God's sake, please don't, but there must be something about the lack of breath that creates... the lack of oxygen that creates an arousal, a physical arousal... And the other thing is, because we know that you've got the death poo and the death wing, yes. which are controlled by muscles... And now the death is. Yes. We need to figure out whether a reflex is caused by a muscle or not. Because if, if, if it's a muscle, then we know that they relax. That they, they completely let go. Yeah, they completely let go. I don't think, I don't think a reflex... I love it. I love it when they, they test my reflex. It just makes me so happy to be alive. <laughs> I want. I want one of those little hammers. Those little round reflex hammers. Aren't they wonderful? I'd be doing it all the time. Well, um, I, I won't be trying it out. I cannot uh, do an experiment on this for you. I'm afraid, Ian. Not even if I gave you twenty quid. Uh, no, but what I will do yes. is I shall ask some of my multi friends yeah, in the London do. hospitals and stuff, nice and one. I shall get back to you. In nice case. one to be, but always good to talk to you, mate. Take care, my darling. Where are the other reflexes on the body, then? They do one in your arm, don't they? I've had one done on the, the, the arm. Isn't it the inner part of your elbow there? Um, I'm not sure. But I don't know. I'm hitting my arm. I don't know what's going on. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative. My name is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Set free your mind. Let your fancy take flight. Conversation gets curiouser by the glow of moonlight. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Well. This show really is all over the shop this evening, and I love it. I could, I, this is what a late-night radio should be. Absolute randomness, weirdness, and a little bit of naughtiness. 0344 499 Good evening, Cristiano. Hi, yeah. Uh, how you doing? Good, thank you, mate. What you got for us? Well, well, I rang up for something, but I've been on hold and got a little bit confused with what I rang up for anyway. Uh, dogs... You don't need them to talk because like, they're a bit of an open book, aren't they? They say exactly what they're saying. I like to talk to a cat, if I could. Ten minutes, don't know what I'd ask it. But the reason I rang for <laughs> is... You want to talk to a cat for um, ten minutes? Is, uh, you say you want to talk to a cat for ten minutes? Dish. Yeah. What, for ten minutes? Are you gonna say to, what, what are you going to say to a cat for ten minutes? Um, hello, cat. How are you? Do you want me to go on for ten minutes? What does oh, your, the cat what, would say, no, you know what cats are like. I'd say, what does your, what, what your bum taste of? <laughs> That's what <laughs> I'd say. so good about it. They're always cat licking thing. it. Oh, I love a bit of cat bum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get me that clip. I want that clip, please. I want that clip of so Christiana saying like I love a bit of cat bum. Three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. <laughs> uh, this is the cat bum line. We got Kath and uh, Ian Cat Bumley. Uh, uh, yeah. 
Okay. Right. To answer your call. Beautiful. So, <laughs> what was the point? Yes. What was the thing you actually called in for? I was the uh, Canadian national dish. Um, like somebody's asked me to uh, help them with their uh, food needs, and they've asked me for the Canadian national dish, oh. and yeah. there ain't one. Have you have you got Google? G- Google it then. You Google it. <laughs> yeah, that's you're so clever. Google it. All right. Uh, you're not allowed maple syrup. Why? Or um, Putin. What? Putin? Yeah, if you Google any other national... France, snails, uh, Britain, fish and chips, uh, Russia, boist, uh, Canada. Canada? Poutine. Poutine, it says here. No, that's that's Ireland. No, that's Pochine. Oh, that's yeah. that awful potato whiskey. Poutine exactly. is a Quebecois no, dish popular Putin, across Canada. Cristiano's not interested in, in listening. So, no. Hang on a second. No, hang on no, a second. Cristiano, I think I found the answer. I think this is it. My name's David Babcock, and I got two of us to come in now. No, sorry, it was something else. I do apologise. <laughs> g- 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 carry on. <laughs> anyway. Why, so, why, why are you so interested in, in Canada's... National dish. Because somebody's paying me a load of money to make them uh, a dip. Basically, they've got a company. Um, The company has got Japan, America, England, Ireland. I'm down with all their dishes. Canada, stumped, stumped. Um... Mounties. Moose. Don't eat them. Moose. Moose steak. Moose. Super moose. What about butter super, tart? Super moose. Flipping it, man. Super moose. I do remember super moose. Horrible little pots of brown oh, gunk. Lovely. They were disgusting, super moose. Um, we could just do a moose, oh, a moose yeah, steak yeah. or an elk. I'll get an elk. <laughs> yeah, now go to go to get, get an elk steak. Go to your local butchers. They'll do moose, won't they? You can buy moose over here, can't you? I don't think elk Canadian. Well, d- 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 just just get a steak. Where are these people from anyway? Uh, Milton Keynes. All right, well, give them a bag of chips and put a maple leaf on it. They won't know any different. Uh, bag of concrete cows. <laughs> That'll do it. Well, I hope we helped with you, Cristiano. I don't think we did. No, no. not at all. I've got... Butter tart. It's a small kind of small pastry tart, highly regarded in Canadian cuisine. Considered one of Canada's quintessential desserts. Mm-mm-mm. I'm hungry again. We went to this, we found this great tapas restaurant about, it's about seven minutes away, but, but just down this little side street. And we found it last week and, and went there. And then we found it, we went this week. It was, it was heaving. Uh, but oh God, that beef. Oh, next time I'm going to go in, I'm just going to order four bowls of the beef. It was out of this world. I was a little bit disappointed by the cheese board, if I'm honest. A little bit disappointed. Well, Spanish cheese ain't best. Is but it, I, enjoyed, really? I enjoyed it, but I've done it. We've done that. But, um, Oh, man alive. Oh, that place. That place. And I hadn't eaten all day. Literally, the first thing I ate was at six o'clock when we went there. And uh, that's my meal for the day, guys. Um, but it was out of this world. What they do to that beef. But you weren't impressed with the prawns, were you? No, they I, they were They were just like... It was like, eat, like eating... Um, i tell you the texture. It was the texture of a hard-boiled egg. That was the texture okay. of it. Okay. Yeah, wasn't it? A bit. Yeah, yeah. A bit. 
Um, got some bad news, guys. Oh. They found a lost episode of Only Fools and Horses. Uh, TV viewers are to get their first glimpse of a lost episode of Only Fools and Horses. The show, filmed in 1984 and titled Licence to Drill, is said to have Lane... Oh, look, but the way they've written Lane, it looks like Ian, the way I spell it. ...on a shelf for years. It features actor Leonard Pierce's final appearance as Grandad before his death aged six... He was only 69 when he died, flipping it. All right, Del boy. All right, Rod. Be a good boy, Rodney. Here, Rodney. Be a good boy for your Uncle Albert. All right, Uncle Albert. All right, Grandad. Who you dead? So they never appeared at the same time, did they? No, because they were too similar. They both looked like Father Christmas. No, Grandad didn't. Didn't he? No, Grandad just had a moustache. Oh. All right, Del boy. All right, Rodney. Go on, get us some smokes, Rodney. It was like, that's not a bad impression, actually. It's very good. The uh, e- the episode sees Wheeler Dealer Del Boy, played by Sir David Jason. In case we've forgotten. Buy an oil rig for a bargain £400 in a get-rich-quick scheme. Those trotters up to their usual shenanigans. He is convinced the drill will make him and his family a fortune in the coveted black gold. He tells them, we just lay low in our boat for a while and wait for one of the big oil companies to move off the oil field. Then we whip in a bit lively and use their oil. But unfortunately for Dell and brother Rodney, actor Nicholas Lindhurst. In not case given, we'd forgotten. Not given the ages of, of Nicholas and Del Boy. Uh, they soon realise there is not much use for the rig where they live in Peckham and it dawns on them they've been conned. The missing episode was produced by Maureen... Oh. I knew it! I knew it! And I was going to say at the start and I thought, no, I won't. It's not a real episode. I knew it. I knew it'd be a paid for. I knew it. I was reading this, I was thinking it's not. Why would they? Why would they have filmed an episode and not put it out? Especially if it's the last episode filmed. With it. it must have been a paid for episode. Oh no! It's the second time tonight, Ian. Are you all right? Here we go. The missing episode was produced by the Maureen Oilfield Consortium. Maureen. And made it. Oh. This is such a con. And made exclusively for British schools to teach youngsters about crude oil and the items that can be mass-produced using it. So, here we go. Lost Del Boy episode. It's not lost. It was shown at schools as an educational tool because that's what it was. Scenes from Licence to Drill will be aired in the final episode of the story of Only Fools and Horses. Oh, Jesus, God, help me. Here we go. I thought this woman was dead. Which? Vera Duckworth. Ah, well, Vera's dead. Yeah, I thought... um, Liz Dornan, well. Well, she's on the mend. Good for her. But I thought she died. I know Bill Tarmy died, didn't he? Is mm. it Bill Tarmy? Yeah. Um, he died. I liked him. It'd be nice of, it'd be nice to have interviewed Bill Tarmy. I always liked Bill Tarmy. He was old cabaret singer, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. You'd, you'd see him on, um, 
some of those varieties, like Des O'Connor. Belting out a few of the songs like that. She's got a pub. Has she? Mm-hmm. The That's Grapes. Because she never got the Rovers, did she? No, never. Um, Corrie star Liz Dawn is on the mend after having a new pacemaker fitted and could be out of hospital next week. Good for her. The 77-year-old who... I bet you can do a good Vera Duckworth. Go on. Um, hang on. I bet you can do it. Go on, you can do this. Oh, I'll swing for you, Jack! There we go. Yeah, that's not bad. That was more like Jack, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Bloody Vera! The 77-year-old <laughs> who played Vera Duckworth is getting stronger after treatment at Withinshaw Hospital, Greater Manchester. A source said the family were very worried about her for the past few days, but things seem to be on the up. Good. Um... It's a long shot. See if we can get her for an interview. I'd love to chat to her. Should we wait till she's out of hospital? Um, yeah, but 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 mark it down as as, as uh, we'd love to. We'd love to. Um, oh, I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to. The stories she can tell. I mean, how long was she in Coronation Street for? Years. Mm-hmm. Forever. Absolutely forever. I'd love to chat to her. I can't believe we've got Jim Dale coming back on. What a thrill! How lovely. It's so good that he must have enjoyed it so much that he said he's happy to come on and just chew the fat. He had a whale of a time, oh. and I made a CD for his brother, who's, who keeps his everything brother, he does. His brother keeps, um, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a museum, but um, he's like uh, the... Um, a chronicler. Yeah, I was going to say that he's like the gatekeeper of his history, but that's not a sentence. It's not even a sentence. Um. His brother is the gatekeeper of his history. It's the closest I can it's get. Kind of his biographer, isn't he? No, because no, he's um, um, custodian. We're getting there. A custodian of his history. <laughs> <laughs> why can't I put it? Why can't I? Basically, he collects all um, all the bits and pieces in newspapers, cuttings about him mm. and stuff. I'm having so much difficulty saying it. Dom on Twitter. That was more like Phyllis. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what's more like Phyllis. Oh, Percy, love you, you're a lovely fella. Oh, Percy, love, let me, let me sit on your lap. Actually, I'm getting a bit of a sore throat, and that's when I start sounding like, uh, what's her name, Deirdre? Deirdre. Oh, she's another one who we lost, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Another one we lost. Hey, hey, hey. Dan, stay there. I'm going to come to you after the news. Um, if you've just tuned in for the first time... Uh, you're wondering, what the hell is this show about? I, honestly, I can't tell you. It, even by our standards tonight, is pretty weird. Pretty, pretty weird. What I do like is, over the last couple of weeks, we're getting more and more random callers, uh, more new voices, which is great, and I love all the regulars. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But it's it, by having so many different voices, it gives me more tools to um, uh, to play with. Not that you're tools. There we go. Um, but it really is... Just, and maybe it's because winter is approaching, it's starting to turn into a very 90s late night radio show. And I couldn't be happier. Will tonight be the first night we have a lock-in and go on past one o'clock? We just don't know. We, we kind of lost steam a little bit in the last half hour last night. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think we'll need a few more calls to kind of uh, bump us over, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Dan's going to be in the next call after midnight. Uh, you could be after him. The phone number is 0344 499 1000. My name is Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative, only on Talk Radio. Talk radio. Um, oh, suddenly we've got a rush of calls. What? Well, I looked away for a second. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. If you've just tuned in, 
Um, this has been the highlight of the show so far. Oh, I love a bit of cat and bum. Can we beat that? Let's find out after midnight. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. On air and off the leash. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. My name's David Babcock and I got two of us to come in up. Oh, I love a bit of cat bum. That's the show, 03444991000. We've talked about absolutely everything under the sun. Dead men's erections, um, uh, talking to animals, um, uh, celebrities on an island. Uh, that's pretty much it, isn't it, I think? Oh, we had some meditation tips. Yes, we did. It really is. I've got no idea what's going on. I've lost control of the show, guys. Um, you can call in about anything you want. If you want to call in and tell us the show is rubbish, you can do that as well. Let's, so we've got loads of calls lined up. Let's go to Dan. Evening, Dan. Licence to drill is a load of old rubbish. Oh. Yeah. And I don't know why they're showing off that, oh, we're going to show this off. Gold. Gold isn't even a good channel anymore. It doesn't show any archive stuff. It's rubbish. I don't, know, I don't know what button gold is on on the television. Oh, no one cares anymore. Oh. It, it only shows stuff that was on BBC One last week. So it's not, it's not a lost, it's not a lost episode. It's an episode they made for school. So I'm guessing there'll be a lot of science in there and not much comedy. It's, it's very easily watchable online and has been for about fifteen years. Oh, uh, it's, it's probably about ten minutes of comedy and ten minutes of documentary which is you know it's got that horrible fra- framing device oh look rodney you watch this on the telly it's about oil rigs and then you get a droning man oh, with a peanuts voice teacher talking about oil rigs and that rubbish uh, here's the thing though i never i never got fools and horses i don't get it i think it's i, I, I know people go oh, you saying that just to be controversial i'm not i've never i've never got it i've never watched it's it it's all right I dreaded it when it came it on it was all right it was better than dad's army which i never got I, t- I liked the man who always calls Rodney Dave. I thought that was a very, Trigger. very funny ca- thing to do. Do that for years. All right, Dave. Um, I-, I like that. But the rest of it, nah. Nah, not bothered. The key is, if it's a 30-minute episode, you know it's probably going to be funny. If Cassandra's in it, you might as well switch off. There was that whole... There was the, there was the, the Christmas specials as well, The Law of Diminishing Returns, where they went to Miami one day and George Hamilton was in it. And it oh, dear. No, 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 no. There's no need for any of that. You know what they should show on the telly instead? Yeah, go on. The Lost Blackadder episode. Was that the one that was at the Millennium Dome? No. Oh. Because that wasn't funny. No. The the pilot episode yeah. where Blackadder was stupid, yeah. Baldrick was clever, oh. and the king was played by Fred out of Coronation Street. The whole first series of, of uh, Blackadder wasn't funny, though. Well. Well... Uh, Peter Cook in it. Yeah, well, yeah. Peter Cook did a load of rubbish in the eighties. Peter t- Peter Cook talks golf balls. You seen that? No. Yeah, exactly. I I bought that on VHS. It's Peter Cook talking about golf and not being funny. I bought Chris Barry's motoring wheel nuts on VHS. Um, my mate had Danny Baker's own goals and gaffs. That, that was actually quite funny. I bought Danny Baker's book. The one about football. I don't like football, but I bought it in Poundland. Here's, uh, do you remember Danny Baker did a brilliant series on the TV where they commentated on Sunday Pub League? So they'd go and film Sunday Pub League, but treat it absolutely seriously. 
and he would do the commentary for it. And it was, because it's all these, like, fat blokes. And, you know, there'd be a couple of teams where they, like, fit and they're up for it. Mainly it was just, like, fat blokes. And they'd stop and they'd have a fag and stuff. And he would commentate on it. And it was brilliant. Like, park football. It was superb. Was this late night in bed with me dinner type slot? Yes, it was. Here's the thing. I haven't got round to what rewatching in bed with me dinner by uh, hosted by Talk Radio's very own Bob Mills, a man who refuses to come on this show. Um, uh, I, I wonder if, if, it's, if it stands the test of time. I watched uh, a couple of episodes a couple of years ago. Of course it stands the test of time. It's just watching archive clips and laughing at them. But, but that was a couple of years ago. So it stood that test of time. But will it stand the new test of time, which is even tougher, I hear? But now it's doubly funny, because now we're laughing at Bob Mills doing an Avengers parody, because that was funny 20 years ago. It's now funny to watch someone doing a parody of something that happened 20 years before that. Very meta. Catherine? Isn't it easier to get an A-star these days? Yeah. Uh, In the test um, of time. That's the A-levels of time. Uh, You see, we put me dinner on a pedestal, because it was up against Gary Bushell on the box. (laughs) Thank you very much. It was, yes, indeed. Uh, Gary, Bu- the, the running gag on Gary Bushell on the box was, um, uh, I can't remember her name. Was it Gita from EastEnders? Mm-hmm. Gita was always scurrying around behind the sofa. <laughs> Gita, will you bloody get out from behind my sofa? Gary Bushell. Look, Gary, show us the tattoos on your arm. Let's see what you've got tattooed on your arm, Gary. Oh, long, long sleeve shirts, Gary, is it? That's oh, interesting. Let's go to James. Good evening, James. Hello, Ian. Hello, James. Right, are you ready for another episode of... Mind the Gap. Yes, the gap. Okay, well, your thing says mind the gap, but, okay. Mind the gap, guess the gap. So this is where where you get a gap from a popular song, and we have to guess what the song is. Now, last time you did it, episode one... It was the drone from I'm Not In Love. Yeah, there was no gap. It was You actually played a, a bit of a song. So this time, are you going to play us the gap? Controversial. Well, the controversial gap. No, it was a, it was a gap nonetheless. No, it, no, it wasn't. There's, there was music playing. Okay, well, I, I think I've got it this time. Okay, it's not. It's not that <laughs> difficult to get. It's not like a trick <laughs> concept. <laughs> okay, here we go. That's a gap, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I didn't. We couldn't. Is that the end of a song? No, no, it starts up again. Right, so pl- just play it again. Right. Is that, if, is that, if that is Bill Haley, I'm going to come no. round there and I'm going to shove Bill, a Bill Haley, no. life-size figure of Bill Haley up your backside. Is it? It is not. Is it Kate Bush? No. Oh, like... I've got a good gap. This is a good gap. Well, no, we just, we just we can't just hear it very well. It sounded like it was, it's alive. It's coming through the trees. It's very low quality. It... All right, one more time. And then you can concede. Well. Okay, I concede. Okay, here we go. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. I mean, yeah, but, but, that, well, but what was that bit that you played us? Because that didn't sound like that it... was that bit. But but the thing here's the thing, right? When you listen back to this, James, and you're stroking one out, thinking you've gotten over on us, we could ha- we can hardly hear you, let alone hear the gap. Why can't you hear me? Well, because you're very muffled, and the gap is the gap was like it was almost in the other room. You're you're, you're not playing fair. 
I didn't mind the gap. Thank you very much for calling, James. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Um, let's go to um, Tony. Hello, Tony. Hi, Tony. Hi, hi, Ian. Yes. How are you? My favourite, favourite thing in the world, when the caller says their own name. I love it. Although, um, Dom, who um, does the Ian Lee quotes, pointed out a show from about eight years ago where not only did the caller say their own name, I then went to correct them, and I said, no, 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 you're Ian, I'm... D-. And I got the <gasps> name, I did it, so it was a double whammy. Wow. Anyway, Tony. Hi. Hi, Tony. Hi, hi Ian. Um, Tony. I've been listening to you for like ten years, and I've now got through to you, and that's awesome. Well, it's not been that difficult to get t- through to me for 10 years because for the majority of that time well, I've been I, I, well, hosting okay, a phone okay. show. I'm, I'm a podcast listener. Well done. We appreciate it. Well, no, I appreciate the podcast service you provide. And I appreciate every one of the pairs of ears, sometimes just one ears for those people who've lost an ear in an accident, um, great uh, firefighters or police or, or military. Um, but uh, every ear is appreciated. Well, I have two of them and they're they're in all of you. I want to lick your ears. Well, they're not up for licking. I want to lick them. I want to. Um, I want to tongue f your ears. Oh God! I'm going to tongue f your ear. Well, I refuse to let you do such a thing. Yay! Draw the line. Stop that. I'm tongue fing his Stop ear. Stop it. Anyway, Tony, what you got for us, mate? Um, what have I got for you? Um, what what can I really add to this conversation? Not a great deal. Okay. Well, you've waited ten years, and it, it would be a shame um, to to for it to be an anticlimax. Well, you seriously sexually harassed him. Yes. Well. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the phone. Put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just great to talk to you, man. You're really cool. Uh, like. Yeah. Well, okay, you're not, but you are really oh, cool. Hang on. <laughs> hang on a second, Tony. Just wait the there. The truth just seeped out just there. Just wait there, Tony. I want to have a quick word with Catherine. What was that thing you just did then? He said you're really cool, and they said, well, no, you're not. I think it's his inner monologue seeped out. He, he, I'm, I'm, I'm mortally wounded yeah, by this guy. Just pretend oh, you didn't hear okay. that bit. It's it, okay. Forgive is, yourself. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Oh, hang on a second. Is there a way we can block him from listening to the podcasts? Without him knowing that it's us that's blocked. But it. you just licked his ears. I, I mean, I'm, you owe I'm, him now. I'm going to spit that. Wow, wax you really back want to? Do you really want to deprive me of my my only podcast? Um, yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do, Tony. Yes. What, what do you do? Oh, please, can you not? You can said you I was not? cool, and then you said, "Well, actually, you're not cool." <laughs> so, <laughs> well, <laughs> that hurts. After ten years of listening to you to mm. have you like yes. you know diss me like, a little bit. You love being dissed. Am I not being dissed? Do you, do you, do, would you like me to diss you? Because some people get off on that. Would you like me to diss you? I'm not going to get off on it, but you're welcome to diss Well, me. no, 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 no. I only want to diss you if you're the kind of sicko that gets off on it. What is it, a sadist or a masochist? I always get confused. Which is the one that likes to receive... Masochist. The... Okay. If you're a kind of masochist that that w- would be excited by me... Who was it? Um, there was a, someone I followed on Twitter... Um, I know it was the guy, it was the cop from Breaking Bad, but he, and he would, people would say, could you um, tell me to go F myself? And he'd go, and he would do it, you know, and people enjoyed it. And I'm like, yeah, well, I got told to uh, go F myself by the, the cop from Breaking Bad. So maybe, Tony, you're one of those people that it would excite you for me to be rude to you. But if it would make you feel bad, then I won't do it. I appreciate that. 
Um, I'd like you to be friends, if anything. No, 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 no. Well, no, not friends. No, 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 no. Never, 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 never gonna happen. No, 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 no. Oh no, oh no. Could you be civil? No, hang on a minute. I'm, I'm, hang on. I'm working on. I'm working on a Ronnie Corbett. I was yay close to a Ronnie Corbett, and you interrupted me there. Do it again then. No, 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 no. I was, I was um, no, I've lost, the, I've lost the Ronnie Corbett vibe. I was, I was, I was feeling Ronnie Corbett there. I was very close. You were feeling Ronnie Corbett. It's, 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 it's I've got the area. I've got the area of the face that Ronnie Corbett's in there. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I've waited ten years to speak to you, and now we're talking about Ronnie Corbett. Well, at least, at least we're talking about something, mate, and that was me that brought that one up. At least he's not got his tongue in your ear. At least. Mm-hmm. Well, so when do you listen? Here we go. I, I know how to do conversation. When do you listen to the podcast then? Um, I tell you what, right? I've had trouble downloading it. You have two podcasts. You have the highlight podcast, and then you have the full podcast. No, we don't. My, what? Well, yeah, you do. No, we don't. No, 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 no. Okay. No, we don't. We have the we have the highlight podcast, um, okay. and uh, we have the guest interviews. And th- th- and then we have the Rabbit Hole podcast, but we, d- we don't have the full shows available as a legitimate download. There are some hooky sites where you can get some of them, but we don't release them uh, uh, on the official talk radio stream. OK, I'm not privy to the official stream, but about a month ago, oh. I was receiving the full... So you don't even count towards oh, our figures? Well, that's all right. Kind of. Why don't you download the the official podcast? That's what keeps. That's what feeds my children. Well, Christ, I can't handle feeding your children. Okay. I hope they're well. They're, 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 they're hungry. I, is what they are. Yeah. Well, Christ, that's a guilt trip in itself. Well, mm. you're, 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 hey, listen, you're, you're stealing from the mouths of a seven and a five year old by downloading hooky podcast and not the official one. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Age, if you, if you, if you actually, can sleep, if you can sleep at night, then that's you're a better man than me, Gunga Din. Well, well it's good. It's good to meet you, though. Yeah. Thanks very much for calling. That, that went well, didn't it? That went very, very well. That went very, very well. Um, yeah, that went very well. Uh, the, the, there are hooky web, uh, websites you can get the podcast, and that's, fi- that's absolutely fine. I'm, I'm just, I just want people to listen to the show, but I would ask a favour. If you are downloading the, the, the ones from the hooky websites, can you download the official ones just so our numbers go up a bit? Well, just so that my job is yeah, safe. Honestly, uh, I make this, those This is a job that is, um, uh, that is... That is, it's a commercial business. We're based on numbers. If we don't get numbers, we don't get job. No, we don't get jobbed. We don't... We get... Anyway, what I'm saying is... Um, no listen, no show. No likey, me no likey. Um, what I'm saying is, uh, we want ears, and ears are great, and that's wonderful. And if you listen, if you only listen to the hooky ones, that's fine. IanLeePodcasts.co.uk is basically everything I've ever done um, uh, on radio and podcast-wise. But it would be nice if you could just get off your lazy, fat, pirating asses and just spend an extra, I don't know, 30 seconds downloading the official talk radio podcast literally extra 30 seconds you've got to listen to it but if you're gonna if you're gonna get the full shows from a hooky website then you know if you could download the the official ones as well be nice but it's up to you you do what you think is right oh yeah yeah how old are your kids they are nine and nearly six yeah minus minus seven and five and and you know 
They, they take a lot of feeding. They take a lot of feeding, guys. But don't you worry, your pretty little heads. That's they don't my need problem. school shoes, do they? No, not really. Not these days. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Will tonight be the night we go on beyond one o'clock? Who knows, dear listener? Who knows? Kyle! Evening, boss. You all right? Yes, good, thank you, Kyle. Good, good, good. I'm going to cross my legs for this call, I think. There we go. That's better. Why are you going to cross your legs? Is that some sort of weird... No, I just feel more comfortable with my legs my legs crossed. I'm a very long-legged man, a lanky man, and um, sometimes I feel more comfortable crossing my legs. See, what he's doing there, what? Kyle, is painting pictures with words. Yes, it's theatre of the mind. Well, Can you imagine him now? Well, I was going to say, why, why are you doing that with me? Surely well, I thought you'd be man-spreading. I would, I would never have thought, much like the Bill Haley uh, conversation, I would never have thought me simply crossing my legs to make myself more comfortable would elicit such an angry reaction from my callers. Not, not at all. There was a bloke on the bus last week who, uh, who, who basically put... He was sat on the back seat of the bus in the middle seat and uh, he had a leg on each seat what? with his uh, junk on show for everyone. I... <laughs> re- re- oh, was it really? You could see yeah, it? Yeah, honestly. Seriously. Split well, trousers? No, he, wasn't, he wasn't wearing a kilt. Right. So you couldn't see his junk. So hang on, his junk wasn't on display. What you've painted there is a forgery, an inaccurate picture. Well, it wasn't forgery because uh, he was clearly showing it off. I'm sure you could see shapes and everything. I am very, very aware when I travel on public transport, uh, transplant transport, of keeping my legs locked closed. Uh, unless, unless I'm doing a, a knee war with um, some jerk next to me who's spreading into my territory, and I will happily do a knee war. I've got no qualms about that. Um, I I keep my legs I keep my legs closed, Carl. Okay, well. Can I just say, um, on Twitter, I'm not going to say your name, because it's silly, but there's an American listening to us. Driving home happened upon Ian Lee for the first time. Insane callers, but fantastic show. A welcome change from US talk radio. You better believe it. You better believe, you better believe your ass, mofo. This show is better than any, I have, my name is Muhammad Ali, and this show <laughs> is better than any show that has ever been seen. I flow like a butterfly, I sting like a bee. I used to be called the Cassius Clay, now my name, I got, my name is Muhammad Ali. That's not bad. That's not bad, is it, Kyle? Because Kath's give me the look, say say that was bad, but I know you, Carl. That wasn't that wasn't the bad Muhammad Ali. Uh, it was different, wasn't it? From I, him, yes. Yeah, I am Muhammad Ali. I, I punch people and I do poetry. Oh, that's, that's what he's famous for, isn't it? Um, two things: punching and poems. Yeah, and civil, punching and poems by civil rights standing ah, up to the, against I the would, draft. I would say that he wasn't. I would not say that that is what he was famous for. I would say well. he was famous for punching people and um, poems, not writing poems, just making them up on Parkinson. <laughs> 
<laughs> Honestly, I watch great. Uh, I listen to great lives on uh, great show. I've appeared on there on Radio I've Four, been a guest on and show. they spent an hour going through his life, and they could have done it in. Mm, turns out, in two sentences. Like it's there, been, like, it's only a half an hour long show, Catherine. But point taken. Felt longer. Point taken. Kyle, let's get to your point. I want to take your point. Oh. Well, there was, well, uh, a couple of points. Um, uh, Vera and Jack did in, at one point on the Rovers. Very, oh, very yes. briefly. Very briefly. They did, but and they, they got they that, got kicked well, out under a cloud, didn't they? Yeah. Now, this links to your previous caller because yeah. who did they sell it to? Tony. No, 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 not Tony. And uh, it was uh, Alec oh. Gilroy. No, uh, no, I don't think it was Alec Gilroy. I thought it was uh, uh, a consortium huh? which featured. John Savadon, who your caller mentioned as the king, didn't he? I, I, I say, Ashley, I say, Ashley, 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 Ashley. Is he dead now, John Savadon? I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me he check. He stabbed in there. He did, he didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He survived mm. that, didn't he? He did survive that. That was, that was a horrific attack, and I, I think he died. I think he died recently. Let's say recently, in the last year. No, he's still alive. Is he? Yes. Is he? Let's get John Savadon on the show. We can give it a go. Hey, listen, get him on the show. We'll go up to Manchester for a week. Or go, go, we'll go and do the show from Manchester for a couple of days. We'll go, I bet go he doesn't live in Manchester. Oh, well, he'll live near it. He's from Guernsey. Why would he live there? Ashley, 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 Ashley. Well, you'll show, you will soon chop this meat for me, Ashley. <laughs> he was great. I tell you who was. I tell you who annoyed me on Coronation Street. Hmm. Well, Curly, the manager of the Costco. Oh. Him. What was his name? Reg. Reg. Ended up selling windows, didn't he? Yeah, I thought that character was awful. He was a bit of comedy rolling funky. I thought it was absolutely awful. He was a bit of a perv, wasn't he? In the Fred, programme? Uh, yeah, him. Not, yeah. yeah, Reg Holdsworth. Reg. He was a bit of a... He thought he was a some sort of ladies' man. Yeah, we'll rip curly. The heart wants what it wants. No, I thought he was a terrible character. I thought that's um, when Coronation Street was at its nadir. Oh. That's a good one, isn't it? Mm. Thank you. No, I don't like that. No, uh, and I had a, a couple of other bits. Yeah. Uh, one involving Catherine, actually, but I don't really... I don't know what you want me to prioritise... Me. It's 27 minutes past 12 on a Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. We are just, we're just sat here chewing the fat, buddy. There's no pressure. Oh, well, I, I, in my head, and this is so weird. So when you were doing the voices before, in my head, yes. I had this weird thing of, because I used to do this with my ex-girlfriend's daughter, which is really weird, of doing imperson, uh, an impersonation of... Deirdre, and then for some reason it was in my head from the three counties days yeah. that Catherine went to the exhibition. Or if I just made that up, what are you talking about? What exhibition? The Deirdre exhibition. The, I thought I I thought Catherine had the, had the glasses. I just I just dreamt that. No, Catherine used to have big Deirdre glasses. <laughs> I never. I've still um, got them. Them them black ones. No, you used to wear big Deirdre no, um, milk bottle. Yes, you did. Like Sid Little. <laughs> Shut up. Yes, you did. I did I, not. You did used to dress like an air hostess and wear neckerchiefs and Deirdre milk bottles. Shut up. You did. It's not why is that the thing? Oh, I thought you did, Cuff, because I remember. I used to do it with, with, <laughs> with little Sarah, and I used to I try and have to flex my neck out 
for it. Which Tracy Love, come downstairs. Stop playing the tapes. <laughs> that was the one. Ken. Ken. And the next Ken. was flexing. It would be Tracy Love, let me in. Let me in. I know. And then Tracy came down the stairs after five years with a different head on. Yeah, that was the one. We went to Coronation Street. We did. We pulled a pint. Great picture of me behind the bar. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to find a picture of Catherine wearing milk bottles. You are not. Mate, I, I, I am. Because I've on... still got them, if they're, they're the ones you're referring to. We've got, we've got, this could be a lock-in while I try and find this. Because like, they're the ones you wore for um, National Paul's Coins Day. I've got to go through. No, oh. no, no, you have bigger ones than that. No, mate. I didn't. They're the biggest ones I've ever had. <laughs> do, you, do you know what's quite sad? Sorry, Kath. I, I genuinely thought they were like prop glasses that you'd put on for a laugh yeah, at the exhibition. Terrible, isn't it? I genuinely did. Oh, is this... Mm. They're not the ones I wore when I was Velma. No, oh, no, no, no. That seems like I'm... Well, that seems like I'm... Yeah, I'm avoiding that word. <laughs> but, um, um, no, but, um, no, I don't think it was. I, I can't remember at the old, like I said, the old place. I'm going to find, I'll find um, it, buddy. I've got to go through... I don't think it literally happened. Literally, um, 7,000 photos <laughs> on my computer. <laughs> it won't happen. It won't happen. It didn't happen. I, oh, I'm pretty convinced it did. I was still in London back in those days. I so, hmm. Well, mm. I think this is FMS. False memory syndrome. Well, do you, do you know what? It's rare that I'll say it. I reckon Ian could be the daddy. He could be the boss. Yeah. <laughs> If he comes up with a picture, I'll be extremely surprised. Mate, honestly, what was it called, that thing where there's and there's two reality streams and um, people what? remember one and others remember another? In my mind, in my know. mind, mm. I can't, this is weird, this is like a, this is like a real phone, this is like a real it normal a, it conversation. It is a real phone call, you, you phoned in, with, on the phone. With, no, but with people listening, do you know what I mean? Because I'm convinced <laughs> you'd come up to do something... For a universe, or to give us talk about, or a presentation about the radio industry, and then you just happen to stop at the um, Coronation Street exhibit as a bit of a trip because no. yeah, you're did. up here. That happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, what, it, it, don't, don't, what yeah, it did, but the glasses never happened. What he's describing actually happened. It did, yeah. It did. Oh, I'm going to make it my life's work to find a bloody picture of you wearing melt bottles. You now. will never find it. It didn't happen. Yes, I will. Yeah. Unless you've got the yeah, Velma what? picture and that's private. <laughs> um, what have you done, Kyle? Well, I'm sorry. I was going to say my other, my other point is well rubbish now compared with that. Sorry. Go on. Go on. Do the other one quick. Hang on. With... Do the other one at your leisure, Kyle. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I'm enjoying this goal. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was when when we and I, I was trying to remember whether I rang you about this or whether this happened. It was a Facebook thing, but when we had that conversation last week about my name and change my name and the S and everything, yeah, you didn't but my neighbour, yeah, my neighbour is absolutely convinced I'm called Clive. If I had this conversation oh, with you, oh <laughs> yeah, that's a great one when people get your names wrong, yeah. No, but he he done it. For, so when I came out of hospital after, you know, so when I came out, he would speak to my girlfriend. He would speak to me, and he did it again yesterday, which is why it locked in my head, thinking I need to ring in and mention that because that's mental. And he does. He's absolutely convinced I'm called Clive, and I can't dissuade him. Could you not wear a name badge? <laughs> Hi, I'm Kyle. 
No, no, I didn't cast, I'll be honest with you. And I got on the bus with him yesterday, and we got all the way, and we got off at the same stop, because we live on the same street, and he said, oh, no worries, you, you go first, Carl, you're faster than me, don't worry, Clive, don't worry about it, Clive. And he kept saying Clive, and I put it on Facebook, maybe about three weeks ago, going, what do I do? Do I just sort of say, actually, for 20 years, I'm Kyle, or, and people were just saying, do you know what, it's just easier, just accept, just say, you call Clive. There's an alternative. We all start calling what? you Clive. Yeah. Oh, Can we change Clive. his name, please, on the, um, there we go. <sighs> all right, Clive, problem solved. Thanks for calling, Clive. No, no. Take care, mate. Um, let's go to a break. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh, my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Found a picture of me with Sophie Rayworth. Well, that's a real picture. The one you're looking for is not. Um, the boys with R2-D2. Yep. What file is this in? This is all basically all the pictures that are on my phone. I had about 7,000 pictures and I, I just took them off and put them on in this folder. So there's 7,000 pictures. I've now got another 4,500 pictures on my phone. So all these pictures I'm never going to look at or... Let it go. Let it go. That picture doesn't exist. Yes, it does. I haven't had big glasses. Ooh, I think you have. Nope. I think you have. me with long hair that's not me (laughs) (laughs) pictures are quite small on my computer (laughs) oh these are three counties pictures right uh, what i need to do is i need to get them all in the is it me wearing scoinsies glasses i wonder mate you used to honestly you used to wear big milk bottles i never but you did though i never they were thinner they were smaller what what year did i start at three counties i don't know seems like a long time ago um (laughs) 2013? Yeah, if you want. Oh, look, now on Twitter, people are starting to mock them up. Thanks very much, guys. (laughs) Uh, It's Bill Babcock. Evening, Bill. My son, what a hero worships you when you're pulled on his cornflakes. Sorry, buddy, what was that? My son, where I worship you when you're pulled on his cornflakes. Uh, that's an unusual um, and rather disgusting uh, metaphor. Right. What, 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 who is your son? David Babcock, he rings you, you think, well, he thinks you're his best friend. Well, listen, we might have done something terrible to his cornflakes, but do you know what he's been doing to your hoover? Never mind that. Why do, why do you have done a campaign of it to him on the radio? My name's David Babcock, and I got hoover stuck on my knob. Who's that? That's your boy, David. No, it's not. Anyway, why why do you think it's fair to bully a guy? Because he's a pervert. He's a dirty pervert. That's why, Bill. He is sick. One minute it's Hoovers, then it's going to be Dustbusters, then it's going to be then it's going to be mops, and then it's going to be animals. David, David is a lovely lad, and I think you're being very cruel to him. He's, he was being cruel to the Hoover. Did the Hoover give consent? He's not done anything with the Hoover. I, I would have heard it. I would have heard it whirring. Right, I want you to apologise, please. I'm not going to apologise to him. He's a sex criminal. apologise or I'll come down and, and, and box you. Well, <laughs> come down and 
box me if you want, Bill, but I'm not. I'm sorry, your son is a deviant. Can I can I offer an alternative to all of this? Yeah. Unpleasantness. Right. I think maybe you need to have a little word with your son. There is absolutely nothing right. He's a bit particular, not particular. He's a bit peculiar. Yeah. But there's not there's nothing wrong with him. He's he's lonely, Bill. I think maybe I don't know. You could um, help him there's join nothing. a dating site or something. Can I ask Bill? What is 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 um is his mother still around? No, she's not. She ran off. Right. When was that? Oh, you're talking. About well, about 20, 20 years ago, yeah. I'd say. So he's not, and you've not, um, you've not remarried or anything, Bill. No. Right. So he's not seen a normal, healthy, sexual relationship. Well, he, he, he did actually have one one girlfriend uh, a while back. Oh yeah, what was her name? Tricia. Right. Not the TV host. I don't watch TV. You'll have to fill me in. Uh, okay. Um, well, was she black? No. Well, then it wasn't her then. Different Trisha. Different. She, was, she different. was a bit fat. Okay, no, completely different Trisha then. Um, right. What do you think about all this nonsense about he can speak to ghosts and dead people and stuff? That's a bit frightening, isn't it? It can. It, it, it can. I've, I've seen it. Well, who has he spoken to? His mum? No, no, his mum's not dead. She ran away. Oh. He speaks to loads of people. Right. Right. Actually, like, dead people are on, like, the CB? No, not dead people. I've seen him do it. It's a right trick. It's a trick? Treat. You said trick? No, no, it's a slip of the, slip of the tongue. Uh. Right. You're right. I just want you to stop being so cruel to him, because oh, he, he okay. thinks of the world of you two. Okay. Well, g- just tell him we are not his friends. This is a radio show. We are hosts. We're not. We're not in. We're in the uh, radio hosting business. We're not in the friendship business. We don't really want to know where he puts his uh, pecker. No. Well, you just just at least, at least stop making up rumours about him putting his things in things, right? Okay. Hang on. Hang on one second. Just just listen to this one more time. My name's David Babcock, and I got two of us to come in now. Thanks for calling, Bill. You made that. Okay. Um. <laughs> Sounded uncannily like Dennis from Dunstable, didn't he? <laughs> oh, it's nice. It's nice people calling in, um, even if they got the wrong end of the stick. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I tell you what, if we get three more calls before one o'clock, we'll have a cheeky little lock in. You up for that, Sam? Yeah. If we get three more calls before one o'clock, we'll have a cheeky little lock in. And if we don't, we won't. That sounds fair enough, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. No rules nocturnal nattering for nightbirds, nurses, and Nosferatu. <laughs> All right, cool. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000. We get three more calls before one o'clock. We'll do uh, the first ever in British radio, I think, uh, radio locking, and we'll go on for a bit longer. David is a call, so that we only need two more. Good evening, David. I uh, do pay you if you do this lock-in. Uh, I don't get paid any extra. I think these two might get a few quid. Mm-hmm. Well, and how long will you do your lock-in for? Well, until we run out of steam. It could be 15 minutes, it could be three hours. Uh, you need to think of a good topic to get people to ring in about. Um, um, uh, thank you, David. And, uh, why don't you tell me where you work and I'll come to your work, uh, place of work tomorrow and tell you how to do your job. 
Well, I don't work, so I could tell you what... Ah, exactly. Right. Okay, I'm, so I'm, uh, you're going to tell me uh, how to I do my job. I okay. don't work because of disability. Right, and and perhaps lack of manners. No, I said I don't work because of disability. Uh, I have plenty of manners. I've yet to encounter them in this phone conversation, David. Oh, well, I, I do apologise. Would you like me to give you a topic of conversation? <laughs> Why? I don't know. I, I've just tuned in and well, I got heard you say was you going to do the first ever uh, no. lockdown if Did you get three calls. No, so yes, and it's, okay, right, yes. I thought I'd give you one call. Have you got two more lined up or not? Not yet, no. Oh, well, that'd be no good, will it? Well, <laughs> do you want me to ring you again? Do I hang up and no. ring again? Or will that not no. count? Why don't you give us a topic of conversation then? Well, I'm quite disgusted with the government. Um, no, I, this is nothing to do with Brexit. Oh, okay. but about the way they treat people who are disabled. Um, I myself claim a benefit called PIP, yes. which replaced DLA two or three years ago now. Um, when I first put my claim in, you've got to score so many points before they give it you. And my first claim was given zero points, so I took it to appeal, got some extra points. I ended up taking it to tribunal and they awarded me one point short of the maximum daily living component. Gosh. So the assessment wasn't done very well. And now they've told me I've got to be assessed again and I'm going to have to go for all that rigmarole again. It isn't right. It is wrong. And there's been documentaries done on these people yes. and they're, they're paid do the assessments as quick as possible. Uh, well, I, agreed, to... agreed. Uh, m- moving on. I agreed. You know, I think the system is unfair, but I just w- wondered what you telling me on the radio, w- how that would help. Does it, w- it won't help change the it system. Does, does it help it, you it, feel better? It doesn't help it, but other people might be listening and think, oh, yes, I've got this. Other people would be reminded of their misery. Other people would and, and be reminded of their misery. Well, not particularly misery, but they could talk about their experiences. But why? Of, but why? Why would? Why would that? It. Why would? Why would? What would the benefit be? Have you listened to us before, David? Not at this time of night. No. no. Okay. Right. Well, then <clears throat> I think we're we're finding we're on slightly different uh, ground. What okay. would the What would the benefit be of? talking of of hearing people's miserable stories now it's certainly not going to change government policy is it it, it does it make you feel better no what right. it does is people can tell you where they've had positive experiences but but that you've not and you've told us a negative experience exactly but if someone rings and tells me a positive experience and how the way they dealt with their um assessment yes and how they did it and how theirs was successful. Right, well, well, there are loads of successful assessments, obviously. Yes, but there's a lot of unsuccessful ones. Yes, I know, and I'm just wondering what the point of it would... what the point of of it being on the radio is. You're just going to remind people that that life's shitty and unfair. Well, the United Nations told the government that they... uh, treated disabled people with contempt and yes we know we know and and we know that i just i'm still confused as to why you think um do you feel better for sharing this with me 
if someone rings in and tells no. me how so they got it, on. It, so it would, you'd feel better on the condition that someone else phoned in. Okay. But you telling me your experience doesn't make you, in, doesn't in any way um, uh, bring relief from the burden. Unfortunately not. Right. So why tell did. me? Why tell me? Well, I'm not telling just you. I'm telling your 10 million listeners. But we've well got about 59,000 listeners, and why would they be interested? With the greatest of respect, why would they be interested? Because they admit, well, most of them probably don't, but some of them may know right. somebody right. or be in the same situation as me. Yes, exactly. And so, but why would they be interested in hearing your story? Because they might find inspiration from something I like to uh, say. Where's the, where's the, okay, the, okay, we're, get, we're getting somewhere, and this is great, David, thank you. G- give me the inspirational bit from your story of, of, of woe. Well, the inspirational bit might be that, the way that I said I would treat the, uh, uh, would, would have to deal with the assessor when they came to assess me. If I mentioned that, I can't remember if I mentioned that. You've not mentioned that, so let's hear the inspirational bit from oh, the story. Right. Well, they, well, they, I, I don't know whether it would, but the assessor is, comes to my house or I go to their place. Yes. I can take someone with me. I can also record it. Yes. On tape or CD. Um, but they've got to take a copy of the recording away with them. Right, let's get to the um, inspirational bit. The inspirational bit is what I would do is tell them about my. Um, medical issues, tell them about the medication I'm on, yes. tell them about the where the medication and the issues affect me yeah. in my day-to-day life. Yeah. And then there's 15 uh, questions or descriptors, if you want to call them that. Yes. You answer them how, how they affect you and, mm. and you get your score points. Well, I I'm not drawing much questions. inspiration from this. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing d- 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 tedium. Uh, yeah, it is a little bit. That's the way I feel about it. It's very tedious. And yeah. Oh, it's pain. Where's the ins- Well, exactly. And here's here's the point I'm getting to, trying to get to, with the greatest of respect. There is so much in the news, in the papers, on the television, and on other radio shows, where people share their personal tales of misery and uh, woe and being treated unfairly in a bent system. Mm. So why would you want to inflict that on people that are already saturated with stories of... of, of... Everyone knows that life is unfair, right? Everyone knows it. So why would you want to remind people of that at ten minutes to one on a Tuesday night, Wednesday morning? Well, I can't sleep because I worry about it, but... That's another issue. But people who've gone through a similar thing to me might be listening and they'll say, well, hang on, this has happened to me and I did this, said yeah. this, did this. And so you're looking, for, like you're looking for advice? Yes. Have you tried the Citizens Advice Bureau? The about as much use as a chocolate teapot. Wow. Is this the same guy that played David Badcott's dad? I don't know. Um... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not playing anymore. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. It's 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 uh, it's banter. I believe is the phrase these days. Um, so, what did the what did the Citizens Advice Bureau say? Well, they they don't have people there that can deal with this. No, because they've they've had, had their funding completely cut to zero. There's there's a charity in Leicester that, yeah. that was set up yes to help, 
but they've uh, dissolved. Well, they've not dissolved, but they're not actively right. helping people anymore. So, what are you going to do <sighs> apart from well, apart from t- telling everyone, uh, making everyone more miserable? I, I, I really don't know. I really don't know. I know someone that used to work at the charity. And he said he's going to help me out, but to, to be honest, I do not know. So, are you getting any benefit at all? At the moment, yes. Right. But you yeah, say at the moment, why? Is that going to stop? Well, it might do. It depends on, on how I get on, on this uh, uh, face-to-face meeting with a nurse whose sole intention is to get your assessment done quickly yes. and try not to get you any money okay. awarded so the government saves money. OK. Well, it is a very... It's a bent system, David, and I wish you the very best of luck with it. Thank you. Thank you. I hope I hope you get two more phone calls so you can carry on as well. Thank you very much, and I hope they're, they're a lot more fun than you. Sally! Hello, was I Was I a bit rude to that guy? Maybe I was a bit rude to that guy. <sighs> you know what? I've I got so much crap going on in my life. The reason I listen to you is because you're so good at cheering people up. Yeah. And I don't really want to... I don't know, it's a bit depressing. I, maybe I was harsh on that guy. Kath was giving me a, the look to it, say... It's well, real and it's happening, and I, felt, yeah. and I felt for him. But you could tell it was the first time we listened to this show. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and hopefully David will keep listening, and hopefully David will come round to, uh, to, to have fun with us in that way. Yeah. But then who am I to talk? I did the show talking about being suicidal for three months, you know, so, you know, what, what do yeah. I know? Yeah. Okay. Well, I just phoned in so we can have a lock in and have a little chat and whatever about. Um, But uh, Carl reminded me of something. Yeah. About, you know, junk on on public transport. Uh, Yes, junk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Man spreading. Yeah. Well, I I was on the bus once and I thought there was this bloke in front of me. And he kept looking at me and then nodding down towards his groin. And I looked down and I was expecting to see, you know, a willy. And it wasn't, it was a praying mantis. Oh! It was this huge praying mantis. Are you sure he just didn't have an extraordinary shaped willy? (laughs) (laughs) And it was horrible. It was, oh, it was just, it was just disgusting. And he wanted me to hold it and everything. Sally, Sally, can you, can you... I'm going to say it for the first time ever. Can yeah, you come? On. Can you come back after the news? Yeah, if you want. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It was a reluctant li- cry. We're going to have our first ever radio lock-in. What the hell? The show is carrying on. This is a first on British radio. The show is carrying on after one o'clock. Dear listener, this is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee. A differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. On air and off the leash. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Well, this is it. This is happening. It's the first ever radio lock-in. The show normally finishes at one o'clock. Um, but I, I just I, it, it, tonight has been so deliciously weird uh, that I thought we'd we'd have our first ever radio lock in, and uh, we'll see how it goes. It might be fifteen minutes, it might be long. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I feel I was a little bit harsh on that gentleman that called in earlier on, but um, well, mate, well, 
some some guys giving me grief on Twitter, and and, and that's you know general you, status, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, call, calling me a winker and stuff that that, oh. that don't get you anywhere, buddy. Yeah, so that's I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that because someone's calling me a winker. Um, uh, but part of me does think, well, maybe I was a little bit. Uh, uh, but here's the thing as well. I treat every caller the same, whether they are five years years old or uh, ninety years old, whether they are mentally ill or uh, I treat everyone the same. But I, it just felt. I, I tell you what annoys me is people that phone the show that don't listen to the yeah. show and then suggest that's, ways that we could change the show. That's that's what gets it. Suggest ways to improve the show that they're not listening to, and I think that's maybe why. I took a tone with that caller. I know what you mean. Um, and the improvements generally are to make it the same as every other oh, show. Oh, and people on Twitter telling me how to do the show. Sally, 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 Sally. Got some, I know, it's some, horrible. Some, some nut job saying, mm. um, uh, Frank, Frankie, be, ni- be nice to Sally. Sally is lovely. Be kind. As though... I'm going to be an arse to her. Don't, 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 I've muted the idiot now. He, he went, I said, I said, don't tell me how to do my job. He went, ooh, get you. And I went, ooh, finds mute <laughs> button and hits it. And I muted the idiot. So <laughs> we're not going to be mean to Sally for crying out loud. Anyway, You're anyway, anyway. Nice. So you look over expecting to see a Willie and you see a massive. Here's, hey, guys, it's after, it's after one o'clock. We can, we can, we can use lavatorial language. You thought you, you thought you were going to see a dick. You saw an insect. Yeah. Hey, haven't we all been there, girls? Hey, haven't we? We thought we were going to see a snake and it was a worm. Haven't we, girls? Haven't we? Haven't we? Still, make make the best of a bad job, I say. But what is it with men doing that? I've had that done a few times to me. Praying mantises? Mantises. No, men getting their things out. Yeah. Getting their what's out? Getting their cocks out well you right, said it on um well you've had it haven't you it's, uh, yeah. genuinely that is i i i i cannot i've had a bloke do it to me once i've had a bloke do it to me um but genuinely that is that is horrific yeah. that is horrific i don't know what they think is going to happen as if you're going to go no. yeah do you know what i'll take that yeah but actually i think it's more about power but i was i was at i was at i was at a pub with my my other half yeah right it was my birth it was it was the day after my birthday we were sitting there having a drink it was just after the cigarette ban in pub yeah. so i this was when i was smoking and i popped out for a cigarette yeah and this bloke got chained to me who was in the bar and he said oh isn't it annoying you have to come outside now and all this and i said oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then I turned to put something back in my bag, turned back, and there it is. No. Wow. Yeah. Sneaky. And so I got him barred. Good. And then for the rest of the evening, his friends didn't leave with him. The rest of the evening, they just shouted obscenities what? at me. Yeah. How is that even... On what level is that even a thing where that's acceptable? behavior that is incredible on behalf of men i apologize because that is that is outrageous because i think right there is a thing and it is it's a shocking thing right and it's always been portrayed if you see it on telly the flasher is kind of hilarious isn't it oh it used but to when be, it happens uh, to you it's intimidating the, the dirty mac yeah. brigade it used to be a little bit of little bit of fun and stuff and it's not it's sexual you know, abuse and also abuse. when when you yeah. see it from afar and it's like you know it's kind of it's some saddo uh, you know behaving like an idiot but when it happens yeah. to you it, it and it and it's it's a massive shock you, 
any it robs yeah. you of any if you're not careful it you can feel very powerless in that situation well, no if no you're not yeah. careful you you feel powerless because it's someone doing something to you and it's an invasion and it's a you know it's a violation yeah well i did i did tell him if he didn't put it back in i would put my cigarette out on it oh. good one i could never think of those things when it happens oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. i mean but they, no they, horrific they, Oh well, that's that is uh, that is horrible. Apparently, the way to deal with it is to laugh at them because they're trying yeah. to make they're no, trying to get you shocked. But, but here's the thing: you shouldn't have to have a dealing mechanism no, for it because blokes shouldn't no. be getting their dicks out randomly. It's true. So, no. so you, yeah, you're right. You're supposed to laugh at them, but but why should people have a plan for what to do when someone does that? You know, um, I, but I, I, do you know what? Women do have to have a plan. I know, I know, and it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> and now, I cannot yeah. get my head around And that. now they can do it online. <laughs> yeah, they do it on... Oh, God, yeah. Oh, no. We that, had... Uh, yeah. We had... No names, no pack drill. Sally, you might have been involved in this. We had oh, um, we had a listener, okay. didn't we, mm-hmm. that was... Um, we found out was sending um, dick pics to, yeah. to some of the female listeners. Yeah. Was, were, you, were you in on that, Sally? Were you one of the lucky... Um, no, but I think I've heard of it. And okay. I think I know who you're talking okay. about. Okay, I, so. I don't want to mention any names. No, and, no. Um, he, and he called the show a couple of times. Yeah. And um, someone, a few people told me about it. Yeah. Did I email him? I had a word with him. You, you, did, you did. And then I think he emailed me to say I'm no, mortified. He, he was annoyed that I told you about it. Yeah. And then I got really? the anger. I got the anger after we discussed Jeez. it. You know, uh, but then I did get like a kind of begging email saying I feel terrible. I'm I'm going to delete Twitter and stuff like that. And I think I might have replied, "Dude, listen, it's fine. You do what you want to do, but I, I, I don't get angry with you know what you did was out of order." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then he started doing it again. I think ah. um, he's not. I mean, he's not. This was like, like a year ago, maybe. He's no. He's not called. He's not. I think he called up once and spoke about oh. his girlfriend. He was with his girl yeah. for his fiance or something. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I remember because she found him out, hadn't she? Yeah. Uh, actually, no. I don't At one point, no. yeah, I think there was a, that was the. Uh, anyway, it was just awful, and it suddenly became my fault. <laughs> Jeez, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, my my daughter's twelve, right, and she walks to school on her own, and I've had to give her a rape uh, alarm. I mean, it's just so God. ridiculous what people think. I mean, I've had a bloke come up to me and just grab me by the chest before. Oh, I have. Do you know um, what I did? Yeah. I grabbed what? his balls and and smashed them together. <laughs> Yay! He was furious. It was in a club, and again, out of nowhere, just oh. grabbed it. Just yeah. grabbed me. God, I'm so yeah. shy physically around women. I I can't even go go up to them and ask if they want a drink, let alone you know. But he was do... furious. He was like, "How dare you!" And I went, "Don't touch me, yeah. then." What a tip. Yeah, literally. What? Well, Sally, thank you very much for that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. This is the first ever uh, radio lock-in in Britain. The show was a rockin', so we called a lock-in. And here's the weird thing. We're now in uncharted territory, right? Because normally we we take the, the talk sport feed and we're doing that. So we've got no ads. We've got nothing. The hour stretches out ahead of us like a blank canvas where we can go absolutely anywhere. If you want to call in, you'll be very, very welcome to 0344 499 1000. Same rules apply. Um... Which is, oh, I tell you what, I've, I've got to say before we look in the papers, uh, and boy, but let's look in the papers actually, because boy, oh boy, aren't um, the Sun really uh, clutching at Nazi straws? Have you seen the latest Paul Hollywood? Thing? Oh, they're still going for him. It's just the, the whole Paul Hollywood Nazi thing is such a made-up story. Meanwhile, there are actual Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> 
Nar- this is, I mean, what, what, th- the three words they've used to describe him. Nazi shame baker, Paul Hollywood, was once in a TV show where he joked about Adolf Hitler. I've got a feeling I was in a TV show where we joked about Adolf Hitler. I think we might have joked about Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Oh, I, I know for a fact that on an episode of the 11 o'clock show, Jerry Sadovitz dressed up as a Nazi. I, I, so... I, what, I don't understand what that is. That's, this is, we, we're allowed, we're allowed to make jokes about Hitler. We're not, not allowed to make jokes about, um, the, you know, the, the Holocaust or the, the murder of millions of Jews and homosexuals and gypsies and, and, and disabled people. Are we now going to start calling Charlie Chaplin, Nazi shame comedian Charlie <laughs> Chaplin? Because he took the mickey out of Hitler mercilessly. He also enjoyed a gag. This is, um, Paul Hollywood now, Nazi shame baker Paul Hollywood. He also enjoyed a gag about driving the dictator's favourite type of car mm. in the gaff-strewn programme. Right, let's have a, let's see if we can get if they got the gags in it. The great <coughs> the great British Bake Off stars said this week he was absolutely devastated if he caused offence after being pictured in Nazi fancy dress for a party. But he had bantered about Hitler on Paul Hollywood's big continental road trip on BBC Two. In the July episode, he went on a six-day, 1,000-mile tour of Germany. Here we go. The jokes are in it. Comic Christian Schultler showed him a warehouse of classic motors, including a van with the slogan, Wittlerbrot. White bread, I'm guessing. No, white is... Um, Schwarz is black. Mm-hmm. White is... Weiss. Uh, Weiss. What's it? Wittler. Oh, maybe Hitler. I don't know. Wittler. Hitler. Wittler. I don't know. Christian quipped... It's my German guilt kicking in. I think that reads Hitler. Beaming. <laughs> this is the joke. This is the joke. Oh, God. Right, so it says Wittlerbrot. Maybe Wittler is a name. Yeah, the brand, I guess. Yeah. Christian quipped, It's my German guilt kicking in. I think that reads Hitler. Beaming Paul, 51, laughed and replied... Brot, is that bread? That's my wagon right there. I don't think he was talking about Hitler, was he? The presenter also went for a drive with Christian in a Mercedes-Benz 600 Grossa, the predecessor of a car loved by Hitler. After Christian joked, let's be dictators and drive around Berlin. Oh, jeez. Bearing in mind, this is how the the story starts. Nazi Shane Baker, Paul Hollywood, was once in a TV show where he joked about Adolf Hitler. We've heard the joke. He also enjoyed a gag about driving the dictator's favourite type of car. We're getting to the gag. You ready? Okay. Listen carefully. This is going to be awful, right? Listen carefully. Shocking. After Christian joked, let's be dictators and drive around Britain, Paul replied, brilliant. Oh, is that him enjoying the gag? Paul also gushed about Nazi-backed Volkswagen. I've got a Volkswagen. I've got a Volkswagen. I don't mean I'm a Nazi sympathizer. What a load of old crap. And I know it's the sun and I know they pay our wages, but guys, this is absolute pony. Uh, it comes after the sun on Sunday published a pic of him in a Nazi outfit. He said he went as an lower low character. Um, there is no question Paul or anyone at his 2003 party has any sympathy with the Nazis. There's no story was the joke i hadn't even read that story that was the joke that was it flipping heck 
Someone, can someone go around to the sun offices? They're only down the road with a dustpan and brush. I think there's a lot of straws they might have dropped on the floor. While you're at it, tell them some actual jokes. I, um, the thing I was going to say before, you know we had Dean Torrance on from Jan and yeah. Dean. Love Jan and Dean. Surf, surf and pop stars in the early 60s. Um, and he was talking about this album, Filet of Soul, mm-hmm. that they'd released. Good. That's a good joke. It's a great... Well, it is, because I think, I think it's a pun on... Well, it is. It's a pun on kind of a pun on Rubber Soul by the Beatles that had just come out. And there's a few songs from Rubber Soul on there. And um, they'd presented an album and the record company, it's basically like a live concert album, and the record company went, we ain't putting that out. And they made them put out a a more standard album, right? Well, finally, 50 years later, 50 odd years later, they've released the album as it was meant to be. And there's a brilliant little video on on, um, uh, Facebook. In fact, Dean sent it to me as well of how they had a really badly scratched acetate of the record and they filmed the guy cleaning the record and and recording it and dehissing it's brilliant so i bought i got the record right it's supposed to be a live album Mm -hmm. it is without a shadow of a doubt the most insane record i have ever heard in my like i totally get why they didn't release it. But boy, oh boy, I wish they had. You know Revolution Number 9 by the Beatles? Yeah. Number 9. Number 9. It's like an 11-minute sort of audio montage that the older I get, the more I think it's genius. The whole album is kind of like that. They go to do one of their hits. There's all this talking. They go to do one of their hits, and it starts playing the hit like 15 minutes into the album. You think, oh, we're going to get some music now. And you get 20 seconds, and then it just speeds up into infinity, and it's gone. And then they keep playing the intro over to, now we're going to do Hang On Sloopy, and it starts. Then it goes, now we're going to do... Hang on, and it go. It is. Uh, it's an audio collage, and it is wonderful. Fillet of soul, Jan and Dean. There's hardly any music in it. I thoroughly recommend you go out and buy it because you will not hear a record like it. And if they'd released it in the sixties, it would have been heralded as a, a performance uh, art masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. I love it. And what's great about the 21st century, Mindel, I'll come to you in a second, is I could send Dean an email. I sent Dean an email with a picture of the album and I just wrote, uh oh, I got it. <laughs> and he replied, fingers crossed or something. And then I listened to it, I went, Dean, this is the most insane record I've ever heard. I love it. And he just replied, that makes me very happy, my job is done. What? How cool is that? Mindel, good evening, Mindel, welcome to the first ever lock-in. Radio lock-in! Yay! Red fans! Did you think that was a rat impression? Uh, was it not? It was definitely his tone of voice. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, I was phoning up to talk about um, public transport because um, hearing Sally's praying mantis story reminded me of something that I've seen on a tube, which was I was sitting next to a man who was dressed in business attire, and he said to me, do you want to see what I've got in my pocket? Oh, God. Oh. But, do you know what it was? It was um, a, a, a rat. Sorry? Like, a, like a, it was a pet rat. In his pocket? Yes. It was a rat, not a mouse, because rats are big. Mm-hmm. It was bigger than the mouse. And it was alive? Yes. They're very tame. Alive. They're very tame pet rats. 
that is. And I, I didn't know what to say. And nobody else batted an eyelid. <laughs> of course they didn't. It was in London, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone will be talking about it afterwards, but no one reacts at the time. We can. This can be our first topic for the first ever lock-in. Um, pets in pockets. Oh three four four <laughs> four nine nine one thousand. We used to have a, we used to have a, a caller to the show. Um, uh, another radio station. A German lady. I always forget her name. Her last name was Schenker. She was the sister of the famous um, rock guitarist um, Michael Schenker, who was in. Um, he was in a German group, then he was in the Michael Schenker group. Really famous, like, heavy metal guitarist. Was she called Olga? No, her Helga? name was... Um, no, Heidi. No, 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 don't. Hang on. Um, it, she was called Rock and Roll. Um, anyway, she was nuts. And um, she came to a few things that I was doing. And she had a budgie in a plastic ball. Right? It was, it was, a, like, okay. it, it was a plastic ball. It was breathing... Was it solid? It was, well, there were breathing holes in it. But it was like a beach ball size. And in it was a budgie. And she would put this on the front of her bike and ride her bike. And the budgie would fly around inside the ball. And she always brought it with her. It was the, the, the weirdest, weirdest thing. That definitely beats right in pocket. Yeah. Well, the budgie was being restrained, at least. The rat was just roaming free. What was her name? Yeah, it was, it was in his pocket. And he, as he comes in, he just lifted up the, the flap that was over his suit <laughs> pocket. And yeah. the rat's head kind of popped out of it. Why did he show you? Have you got a face that says, <laughs> show me your rat? <laughs> it does. That's one of my catchphrases. <laughs> show, me, show me your rat. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. There would be rat shit in his pocket. And we, because they wee all the time. There's a rat shit in my pocket, what am I going to do? We used to have pet rats when I was a student. Yeah. We had two, Benny and Bjorn. Yeah. We were ABBA fans at the time. Of course time. you were. And um, we used to let them out. We used to shut all the living room doors. It's probably breaching several Tallulah. clauses. Tallulah was her name. Thank you. Oh, Ray. good. Tallulah, yeah. And um, we probably breaching several parts of our uh, contract with the landlord. Shut all the doors, let them out, and they used to just run around the living room. They used to sit on our laps. We used yeah. to, they used to come when we called their names. Wow. They're clever. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, Here's the thing. If I ever did one of, like, the jungle or anything like that, any of those things, I would, I would say, right, because I hate spiders and I don't mind snakes. Do you want to give this away? Yeah, I don't mind giving this away. I would say I love spiders... But I'm not so keen on snakes. And then they give you the snake tasks. But also, I'd be up for doing the rat tasks on there. Because they're, they're not going to be rats that they've captured from the Australian outback. They're going to be rats from a pet shop. So they're going to they're gonna wee on you and they're going to be scratchy. But apart from that... It's fine. I've got, I've got kids. <laughs> 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 it's, 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 it's they nothing. probably won't kick you in the balls. It's nothing so you to me. And tell me that they don't love me and they prefer their mother. No. It's, 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 that's not going to happen. So I would be i would be up for for rats i don't yeah i don't mind but but uh, uh, real life rats oh no 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 mm, real wild life, rats wild rats no they're wow. nasty yeah vicious vicious buggers they make a noise don't they <laughs> or is that just in horror films i think that's the noise <laughs> i don't know i think that's the noise they make imagine um i remember but remember um uh, when I was about 24, 25, and I first got together with a girl, and we, we, she was renting a room in a house, and we, we stayed in her room. 
and um, a, a mouse came into the bedroom. I <laughs> did not get a wink of sleep that night, and not for the sexy reason. It's because I was bricking it yeah. that there was a mouse in and there. And they're tiny, but it's the element of surprise, isn't it? The best thing, right? Velvet. Velvet used to be a bit of a mouser. She's not now. But I never forget when I was living in a flat, and um, that there was I could hear something scuttling about in the dark. I thought, oh, we've got a, there's a mouse in there. I, I turned the light on and I looked. And I saw it dart behind, um, we had a blanket box against the wall, right? So it darted behind there. So I picked up Velvet, and I was, like, thrusting her to it. I was thrusting her to it, right? And um, and Vel- what Velvet did, fair play. So I pulled the blanket box away, and Velvet caught the mouse, right? And I was going, kill it! Kill it! And what she did was she picked it up, and she was holding it, and then she was... She was juggling. I swear to God. <laughs> she was juggling she, this mouse. She's a Disney villain. Uh, she was juggling it. And I was going, Velvet, just kill it. Just kill it. And of course, what happened? She missed it. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the mouse went and it hid behind the blanket box. And this is the weirdest thing, right? So the cat is looking down at the corner of the blanket box. And the mouse has got his head poked <laughs> around the corner. And he's looking. And they're having a standoff. <laughs> I went and slept downstairs. <laughs> I went and said, I couldn't handle that. Did she draw a little lady mouse on her finger and coax it out? (laughs) (laughs) That always works. I couldn't. That always works, yeah. Uh, Well, Mindle, thank you very much for that. Let's go to Ray. Good evening, Ray. Good evening. It was uh, Tallulah from Electric Parade. I just read your tweet out. You're absolutely correct. Um, How could I have have forgotten her? Do you remember her catchphrase? Rock and roll! That's it. Rock and roll! There we go. That was her. Is Is she still alive? I t- I've no idea. I, mean, I think I saw her on, um, well, I last saw her on MySpace. Uh, <laughs> that's years ago. Again, I'll ask, is she still alive? <laughs> I mean, well, I, I, I met her a few times, and uh, she used to phone in a lot. Complete space cadet, but wonderful, wonderful, wonderful call. Um, yeah. But I've not spoken to her for, I don't think she phoned when I was at Virgin, so I'm going to say, I don't think I've spoken to her for ten years. She did call you a couple of times at Virgin or Absolute. I yes. love these people who know more about me than I do, which is, which is most people, to be honest. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Tallulah, if you're out there, we're, we're thinking of you. And yeah, Budgie. step forth. Right, thank you very much. Her name is Tallulah. Here's the problem I've got with the Bugsy Malone film. Too sexy for kids. Well, no. not. It was no. a bit. No, that's not the problem I've got. can't really understand what they're singing. It's all a bit muffled. They don't enunciate. It's like they were kids. Yeah, exactly. But still, you know, I know they're kids, but... Um, I want to watch. If I want to watch it, I want to know what's, what's going on. <laughs> I want to know exactly what is uh, what is going on. I do find little girls in lipstick very um, disturbing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Although I did want to be a mini pop. Yeah, well, so. the mini pops flipping. Eh? Was, what was that about? Wrong is what it was about. Sherlock star Benedict Cumberbatch could have earned two hundred and forty thousand pounds at one event just by posing for pictures with fans. Good for him. Good for him. I paid. Um, how much, how many dollars did I pay to have my picture taken with Mickey, Peter and Michael? Oh yeah, I'll tell you. Three hundred dollars. Three hundred. It's a great picture, but three hundred dollars. Was it more to get it signed or was that included? No, it was more to get it signed. I think it was maybe another hundred to get it signed. To get Michael Nesmith to sign a record for me was seventy-five dollars. No, sorry, apologies. Was forty was $40. If I'd wanted him to put my name on it, it was $75. Wow. The reason... didn't, he, didn't Here's the thing, right? And he, he knew me because I'd interviewed him and I'd approached him about, could I was making a little film there. Could he, and he said, no, I don't want to be filmed. Okay, fair enough. Here's the thing. 
didn't even look up at me. <gasps> didn't even look up at me. And I'm paying... Actually, I think it was $60. It was $60 to get him to sign it. But I, I, I needed it because I needed it. Because I had the three others on this, this box set and I needed his signature in that space. And the reason they give for charging that is because of professional autograph hunters. But uh, to me, it sounds like bullshine. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. For the, there was a queue. $300 a pop. There was a queue, and we managed to jump the queue because I was talk- I was giving a talk there. Uh, there was a queue, I would say, I'd say it was a thousand people. Oh, my. Queuing for that. And and he also had the big, because he never does these things, he had the biggest, biggest queue for people wanting his autograph. Again, I'd say another 700 people. Incredible. So, well done, but I'd love it. I can't, I can't charge anything. We, we give it away free. I mean, we virtually pay people to we take it. We give it away. But I've, got this, I've developed the great technique now at the end of an event, and it's after I was doing those Ian Lee versus radio shows. We'd come out and you kind of, people would be like, it was always, always nice to meet people. Uh, even though I'm socially awkward and, and, and terribly uncomfortable, I think if people are uh, putting money in my pocket, the very, very least I can do is go out and say hello and shake hands and have pictures. The very, very least, you know. And people said some really nice things, but I learned quite quickly to come out and say, right, who wants a photo? Because otherwise people, uh, are quite well, they embarrassed. Feel, they feel awkward. Yeah, too, of course yeah. they do. And, and I'm aware that it sounds a bit, makes me sound a bit of a twit. But it's that thing of, and, you, and we do it now when we do this. Right, who'd like a photo? And you've kind of got to get things going because it's it's an unusual. In America, I wonder if this was in America. In America, they're much more used to it because they have the culture of going to conventions. Fan conventions started. I would imagine they started in the seventies for things like the monkeys and Star Trek. The Beatles conventions were started, I think, in the early seventies, um, and it was you know but, but they rent out. Uh, huge halls in hotels and uh, th- thousands of people come from, well, from all over the world, you know, to go to these conventions. And they're fun. I really enjoyed the Monkeys convention. I was like, umming and ahhing, and I just thought, oh, sod it, I'll do it. And it was it was fun, and it was geeky, and I was, I was kind of hiding behind the video camera, because I was making this little documentary that's up on the rabbit hole, if you want to watch it. Um, so it, that made it easier for me being socially awkward, and I could kind of go up to people and thrust a camera in their yeah. face and say, can I talk to you? Um, but I like these conventions. I've been to a few conventions here. There's a Beach Boys convention this Saturday, which I went to last year. I probably won't go this year. I went to it last time in 1989 when there were 500 people. I went last year and there was about 100. And I, I felt a little bit out of place. And, and we just don't have that convention culture. To, we're, we're, uh, seven, you know, 700, 1,000, 2,000 people will, will converge at a place for a whole weekend to talk about the thing that they love. I think people in this country are still quite bashful about telling people that they admire that they admire them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there are some people who will, like, be rude to them, and it's nerves, really, isn't it? It's like, oh, I'm not phased by this, and actually they come across as a bit of a knob. But um, we're very reserved about it, yeah. and it is making yourself quite vulnerable. But I tell you, the thing about the joy, about being at this Beach Boys thing last year, being at that Monkeys convention was being in a room, also the monkeys thing, was being in a room with a thousand people who all think that, who, 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 who you all agree, no matter what your religion is, your politics, none of that got discussed. We all agree that the monkeys are one of the greatest groups around and it's one of the best TV shows around. And that was it. We all agreed to that. And so you could go up and people were coming up to me because 
Some of them recognised me from the radio. They knew that I was doing... Uh, I hadn't started the record label then, but whatever. Um, uh, and they knew that I'd interviewed Mike Nesmith. That was that was kind of the end. People went, oh, you're the guy that interviewed Mike. And and people were going up to each other and just... And they're in the lobby, mm-hmm. people were having, like, sing-alongs in the lobby. People would get guitars out and sing-alongs at, like, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Incredible. I went to bed. It's too late for me. Anyway. Um, Sherlock star Benedict Cumberbatch could have earned £240,000 at one event just by posing for pictures with fans. They were charged 75 quid a time to have their photo taken with the actor 41, who posed for 3,190 snaps over two days. Um, quarter of a million quid for two days just standing there. going, Hello, your name is... Nice to meet you. Thanks very much. That's it. Oh, baby. He wouldn't have got all of that, though. Um, it means Benedict worth an estimated 25 million would have made 240,000 pounds just on pictures like the one on the right assuming he got it all well the the photographer would have got a percentage of it um and there are photographic companies that that just do these they just do those gigs you know that that's what they do um but hundreds of fans would also have forked out 45 quid for an autograph and 25 quid to hear him talk to an audience 85 quid for an autograph, wow. One film buff known only as Eva, 47, was happy to spend a total of 225 quid for the top package. She said, after a silly pick, brilliant talk and a lovely autograph, I'm going to call it quits. I'm tired but happy. But one unimpressed parent dubbed him Benedict Money Snatch. I bet. Who's this unimpressed parent? Not named. <laughs> Benedict was a star attraction. Oh, this is in London. Was the star attraction at the London Film and Comic Convention held at Olympia at the end of July. Is that where we went to? No, we went. No, it wasn't comic. Was it Comic-Con? It was Comic-Con, yeah. But it wasn't the film. No. It's not clear how much of the cash the stars actually get. Benedict was unavailable for comics. None of your business. It's none of your flipping business. He'll probably get 200 grand for that. Beautiful. Why not? Here's the thing, right? And... I felt a bit snarky having to pay... No, Nesmith... Here we go. Nesmith was $75, $100 if I wanted his... his, his write my name. And I felt a bit... But I, I wanted it. I wanted it. I wasn't going to meet him under any other circumstance. That picture of, of me with the three monkeys, I wanted it. And do you know what? It was it was the best $300 I, I've spent in a long, long time. I was I was happy... And yeah, it's a lot of money, and I can't part of me thinks, oh, money. Gra-. And one of the monkeys doesn't even like me and thinks I'm a dick. Um, but do you know what? I've got a picture of me with 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 three men that have made me very very happy. Oh, three hundred dollars, beautiful. You see that? You've seen it. The grin on my face mm-hmm. is just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Love it. Yeah, don't knock Benedict money snack. That's mean. I'm coming. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, this is live one thirty two on a Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. It's the first ever radio lock in on British radio. Um, I I'm I'm coming round to Benedict Cumberbatch. I've always been a bit sneery about him, but as as I get older, I'm starting to come round and think actually maybe there's something maybe there's something about that guy. Really? Yeah. What about Idris Elba? Still? No, God, no, he's a dick. Okay. What's a terrible um, terrible film? I, I rented a movie online. Um, it was a film that we had tickets to go and see, and we didn't go and see in the end. Um, Life. Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, the rather dishy, um, uh, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and Idris Elba in space. It's like, it's like Alien. And, um, it was, what was clever was, um, Idris Elba, you find out, is in a wheelchair because he's in space, he's floating around. Mm. And his legs were all atrophied. Oh, were they? Yeah. He had, like, very skinny legs. Obviously, they weren't his legs. But I thought, isn't that clever? They CGI'd can, him. They CGI'd his legs. Very, very dull film. 
very dull film, very boring. And was I'm, it ponderous? It was, no, but it was, I quite like ponderous. There's a brilliant film, Interstellar. Um, which is, you've seen that, so that's a great film, because it's kind of time travel, but it's not. Is that the one with George Clooney in it? Nope. That's Gravity. Oh. No, that's another one. He gets sucked off in a black hole, right, this fella, and because he gets sucked off in a black hole, the longer he's in the black hole, like, so, like, the, the, the further he goes into the black hole, time changes. Mm-hmm. So if he's in the black hole for, like, a minute, that's, like, six months on Earth. Right. So he goes deep into the black hole for like an hour, right? Well, he gets sucked off on, sucked down there on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has to, to go and rescue someone, and then he comes out. Right? He then he's like in, involved in like interdimensional stuff, but then he gets back to Earth, right? Hmm? Seventy years have passed. He's not a day older. He goes and meets his daughter. She's she's in the hospital, dying of old age. Oh God! Yeah, oh, it's a great film. So I've spoiled it now. Like, literally, there is That's literally the film. no point in you watching it. Um... Here we go. Mr. Page says, I like Mr. Page. Um, I got a picture with Hannah Spirit. From S Club. For 10 quid. That's not bad. But it's on my phone, though. So not signed. So he gave someone a tenner so that he could stand there and someone... What? what why, why would you not just walk up to them and s- sneak it? <laughs> well, I don't... Why would you not sneak it? A tenner? That's odd, isn't it? The, I'm imagining it wasn't because of S Club, it was because of her role in... What was she in that? Oh, that Primeval. Thing? Yeah. I never watched that. Never watched that. It doesn't... Here's the thing. British um, science fiction romps. Why would you watch them when America do them so much better? America watched, do everything better in TV-wise. I watched quite a bit of Torchwood. I can't remember why. I think I was pregnant and I had insomnia. Um, but that was like sexy Doctor Who, wasn't it? It was bisexual Doctor Who, wasn't it? Yeah. It was all a little but there were, bit... you saw plenty. It was sexually ambiguous and... Um, Everyone was at it. It was, it was very trendy. It was a very, <laughs> uh, very trendy take on science fiction with everybody rutting. Yeah. With everyone. Here's the thing. Is I'm, I'm trying to remember. Does anyone... There's a, there's a Kurt Vonnegut book. I was thinking about this today. Because well, the, the, you know the the Christian family that have taken their kid out of school because there's a there's a trans pupil and a trans mm-hmm. six year old or a six year old that wears a dress or something. I've not really read yeah, the story. Yeah, I've read yeah. the headlines, right? Um, and they took their kid out of school because they're absolute um, idiots, mm. right? It's not, not he's not going to catch gay, you know. He's not. What, 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 what? But then they started talking about oh well, we, the, the I saw them being interviewed and the wife said. Well, it's statistically proven that 98% go through this phase and come out the other side and right. don't want to be um, girls anymore. And I thought, what, what 98%? Who's giving you that statistic? Yeah, I just, I just, here's the thing. Oh, there's a lot of nastiness about, uh, uh, why would we want to make kids feel in, insecure and, and belittled and ashamed of, of what they're thinking and feeling? Why would, why would anyone want to do that? If a kid wants to, if my boys want to wear a dress, all right, you can wear a dress. If they then want to take it a little bit further, fine, then we'll have that conversation and we'll see. I, why would you, why would you belittle a kid just because they're a little bit confused about 
what they are. Or maybe they're not confused. They're certain about what they are and what they are is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not as if six-year-olds are going for for the operation. They're not, they're not actually going and getting, you know, taking pills and stuff like that. So... Just, just let them be. Why, why, why? Victor, you look at pictures of Victorian kids. They're all wearing dresses. Pink was a boys' colour. Pink was it? a boys' colour. They're all wearing dresses. What? What is it? Let kids do what they. Want. I used to wear a dress. I remember when I was about four, five, six. I had this turquoise blue sort of. Um, it was like a sort of tutu, but it was a dress. It was like a bit frou frou at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I remember wearing it. I remember. I remember wearing it and hiding it because someone came around and I felt ashamed. I shouldn't have felt ashamed. I was a four-year-old kid wearing a dress. It was. It was we had a dress it's nut just box. Clothes for God's yeah, sake. A dress nut box, and I like wearing it. It was. It was a bit of fun, you know. So anyway, anyway, what was I saying? It was a point to where I was going with that. We started off with some. We started off with something, and we were going to go somewhere, and then I got. Right, we were talking about Torchwood and how "quote unquote" modern it was. I was, I was being a little skit about it being trendy. Yeah. Then we talked then about said, trans. And then there's this, these parents who are taking their kids out. Well, what was the bit in the middle? There what was, was the something, jam in that sandwich. There was something in the middle. We can't allow the first radio lock-in to collapse. Oh, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, is the phone number. This is live. It's twenty to uh, twenty to two, and 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 you can call in. We, we we'll carry on until we run out of steam, which turns out could be in the next thirty seconds at this rate. Um, I was going to say something. Torchwood, science fiction. Oh, everyone doing yes. it with everyone got else. It. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. And it. Re- so thinking about this family today, and it reminded me. There's a Kurt Vonnegut book, and I can't think, think which Kurt Vonnegut book it is. I want to say it's Sirens of Titan, but I can't think. But he talks about, and I remember reading it and thinking, well, that's interesting, but a bit nuts. And then it popped into my head today and thinking, oh, hmm. He talks about another planet, or, or something in the future, or something. So like, so long since I read it. I have to look at my Kurt Vonnegut encyclopedia. And, um, there are f- Five or six genders. He says the human race, I think it's on Earth, the human race has evolved so much that there are now six genders. And he then breaks down as to what they are. Uh, And he says two of them are are, are so vague that they can't even be described. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought, yeah, that kind of makes sense, that we have got into this, there are two genders. But actually, it is a bit more fluid it is a, a bit more nuanced it is a bit more vague than than we've given it credit for and i just i, I wish i could remember the the kurt vonnegut book and then then quote it because it it, 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 it i just thought it was a beautiful thing there are the human race has evolved so much there are now six genders but so much of what we think of as being kind of gender roles vary all the way around the world they're imposed by culture yeah, children yeah. don't know any different no nope. Children will play with anything. My little uh, nephews come round. First thing they go for is the dollies and the uh, push chairs yeah. because they don't have them at their house. And then toys are toys. Yep. And I make a real effort with my kids. And my littlest daughter is very stuck in the kind of that's a girl's thing and that's a boy's thing. And it's not come from me. I always try and sort of even things out and say, look, if you want to play with it, you play with it. There's yep. no such thing as girls' things and boys' things. I sure as hell don't think of myself as being, right, I am a woman and that is all I am. Yep. I am what I am. That's quite good singing, actually. Sorry, I've put you, I've thrown you off your... your but yeah, I'm just, there. so, it's a trap, isn't it? It's a trap. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to fall into these kind of prescriptive roles because they're changing all the time. Yeah. And, um... I heard, and I know you're not a massive fan of his, but Robert Webb is talking about this. 
and he's saying that he tries to sort of make sure that his daughters know that if they want to do something, it shouldn't be about whether they've got, you know, a food for a, a penis. Wow. It's all about, you know, going for it. And, and they know that there is a trick and they they call it the trick. And what yeah. they mean is like this sort of patriarchal view of what boys should be and what girls should be. Yeah. And they say it's what makes boys sad and women get crap jobs. Mm. And there is a some there is something in that as well, isn't there? Of this whole thing about manning up and all that, you know, and what a man is supposed to be and what he's supposed to do and how he's supposed to be the breadwinner and all that stuff. And it just makes people feel insecure because no one can possibly tick all those boxes. Um, we're watching in the uh, series of uh, season three of Naked and Afraid XL. Um, oh, there's, there's a right idiot. There's on a there. guy in there who won't let the women go hunting because it's my job to provide for the women. You stay here and you can do the cook and then you can get that fire going. And even when they bring back the goods, he will not eat <laughs> he it. Won't eat He's an idiot. Yes, Ray? Um, well, it must be good morning now, is it? Uh, well, have you had a sleep? <laughs> no. Then it's yet, then no. good evening, Ray. It's not It's not good morning until you've had a sleep. Good evening, Ray. First things first, can, can you change my name? Because there now seems to be too many Rays calling in. Well, what is your name? Well, officially it's Raymond. Okay, let's call him Raymond. Oh, can you put an O on the end? No. Why? Because it's 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 Raymond. There is another Raymondo, for all we know, and we're saving it for him. Yeah, but I'm great. Um, no. you're quite pernickety. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny if I just mentioned something. The first episodes that I've watched of a show that you've been going on about rages, naked and afraid. Yeah, it's oh. a great show. You're going to fall I, down that dark hole. Well, the first, the first one I've got that was, that was on the um, box set things was the XL one that you've just mentioned. Oh, yeah. We've not... No, don't, no spoiler alerts. We're only halfway through uh, that series. So don't, 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 don't want to know what happens. <laughs> okay. But you are right. He is an absolute belt, the guy. He, he's the small guy that's just yeah. nothing to him. Hey, brother. The other big hey, guy, brother. Yeah, the big guy that p- killed... You must have... We, we, I tell you what we've got him. up to. Have you seen that whole series? Yeah. Right, I tell you where we've got up to, I tell you where we've got up to is, um, there, it's about halfway through, and then the people who are doing the 21-day challenge have just come round the corner. So So the the ex-soldier, who is still quite damaged by it, has just joined. Yeah. And surprisingly, disappointingly, has taken that little runt side against the women, who are rightly annoyed at the way he talks to them. (laughs) It's it's unbelievable. I, I just can't get my head around the fact that they're all walking about the... Amazon jungle, barefoot. This is the thing. Do, do you know why they're naked? Because I still, I've spoken to the producer. I've spoken to stars of it. I still don't know why they're naked. I don't get because it. They are the absolute bare, literally bare minimum. But then I watch things like I'm a celebrity now, and we're, we're watching this um, Bear Grill Celebrity Island, and I'm just, yeah. I'm watching, going, yeah, that's not very tough. You've exactly. got clothes. <laughs> Head to toe in Gore-Tex and have the audacity to I went out, I went. They gave me three hundred quid uh, Bear Grills to go and buy the clothes. You're only allowed to take one one set of clothes with you, so I went out and bought 
all these clothes and the, the, the people in the shop were going can we what, what exactly do you need it for where are you going i said i don't know they said is it going to be hot or is it going to be i said well i think it's going to be hot but i don't know and i need shoes that i can walk in but i can also get wet and they said can you where in the world are you going i said do you know what i haven't got a clue i don't even know if i'm going yet so it was but uh, but now i watch any of these programs i think yeah you've got clothes on this is a piece of cake exactly. this is a doddle that island thing the first time we saw it and we saw that some women had elected just to wear bikinis and sandals oh. i thought hang on a minute this is yeah. a, this is benidorm compared to what we've been watching yes. in the jungle. <laughs> you, you you wait it, it gets it gets good i can't i can't give you a spoiler can i it's oh. already great it's already great but that guy i mean he's just he's such an interesting person to to study because his his prejudices are right on the surface there and when it starts out he's he's kind of second mexican to the left to the massive beefcake guy isn't he he's the supporting yeah. role and he's really kissing up to him and that guy goes and immediately he, he sort of puffs himself up it, uh, it's unbelievable it, it's just a complete chauvinist um and it's like you say the new guy that obviously looks like at any stage he's going to kill someone <laughs> yeah um just just sort of goes, oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm on my side, I'm going to let him lead. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. But they, they don't get a fee, do they? They don't get any money for doing the show. They're doing it because they love it. What's this, Naked and Afraid? Yeah. I think they get yeah. paid. Well, I think I've they... got, I have got a feeling that this is the great unspoken thing. I've got a feeling, because they keep using the same people over and over again. I think they enjoy it, I think they're, they're exhibitionists, well, I think they get a fee. Well, but they're, they're professional survivalists, so it's great... Yeah. Oh, I bet they get paid publicity a fee. for them, isn't because it? Because you, you're not because that show is is so low budget. You fly some people out to Panama for three weeks and and you film them. That's it. Don't cost nothing. They must get a fee. I'm pretty certain about that. I, I, I'd be amazed if they're doing it for nothing. Yeah, I don't think they're doing Cause it because it. it's a lot of time out of their their life as well. Yeah, yeah they don't need a clothing budget, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Raymond, thank you very much indeed. Um, uh, uh, Gaz, I was trying to. Gaz has tweeted. I thought it was a text. I was going to phone him up. Ga- Gaz, why are you so hateful towards children? A boy wearing a dress to school is mad. Even pretending this is a normal chat, stupid. Pretending it's norm is a joke. Um, okay, but why would you? But but I I mean. I don't have a. I don't see why you've got a problem with with a kid feeling uncomfortable in the body and therefore the clothes that he is in. Why would? Why does? What? What? what um, negative impact does it have on your life, Gaz? What? What? How is it affecting you adversely? Also, they've been tomboys for years, yeah. and, that, and that's cool. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so, it, it, going around saying um, "mad" and this isn't normal and it's a joke. Um, just think of the impact you're having on on kids that are confused about what they are, whether it's whether they're trans or whether they're gay or whether they're they're straight, wh- whatever they are. Th- say mad, uh, this isn't normal, stupid, a joke. Wh- wh- how does how does it affect you, Gaz? How does it affect you? What is how is a kid, how is a a, a boy, let's say, in a dress at school? How does that affect you? What's it got to do with you? The other thing is, I bet you wouldn't even notice. No, of course not. Of course not. Gaz, phone up. 03444991000. That's the telephone number. Hey, we've nearly done another hour. We've nearly done an hour. Let's do this and then we can nick off. Mm-hmm. Holidays in space from Rocket Man of Northumberland. Hmm, British rockets. 
It's a far cry from Cape Canaveral, but you can't fault them for trying. A small British space firm used a flatbed truck in Otterburn, Northumbria, to launch a rocket into the sky yesterday. (laughs) The 27-foot rocket named Skybolt 2 only had one astronaut, a cuddly toy dog dog called Sam, supplied by a local primary school. However, the company behind the test launch, Star Chaser, said it had high hopes that the launch will pave the way for taking people to the stars in the next few years. It, here was it. Here's the thing, right? I was really getting into this, and this is this is kind of Eric von Danik and Chariot of the Gods, right? What if we did come from Mars? What if we originally? I was really getting into this at the weekend, watching this silly this silly space film. Um, what if we did come from Mars? Like, thousands of years ago, we lived on Mars, right? And there was a huge war. There was a huge nuclear war Mm -hmm. that destroyed the planet. Right. And the only hope for humankind was to... was That planet over there, we've got to get there. They came to Earth. They came to... We came to Earth... From Mars, because there's that nut job that's on um, Howard Hughes quite a lot, who talks about um, apparently there are loads of photographs of like toasters and stuff on Mars. Now I don't necessarily buy that, but I was really thinking about this a lot at the weekend. But if that was the case, yeah. why would it? Why did it take us so long to develop the? We've not even got there yet to develop the technology to get that far in the other direction. Oh, because it was it was it was all destroyed. It was all destroyed. It was like a last. But it would ditch. be our heritage. Well, yeah, exactly. Okay, there, I can explain that in one of two ways. One is it was all destroyed, and, and us coming to Earth was a real desperate. Um, we, we were literally fleeing a, a planet in its dying, dying days. Right. Okay, and we came here, and, and we, uh, we with all the equipment and everything was destroyed. Okay? Right. Or, or uh, the, we we used a different language. We use different technology, and we came here, and we have we have left the instructions. We've left our history here, but it's written in a language that we don't understand. It would be like now you giving a kid a floppy disk and saying, "Can you just get the data off that for me and tell me what it says?" They've got a floppy disk. They haven't got a kid hasn't got a clue what a floppy disk is. Let alone that you. Yeah, but you their grandparents into- would. Uh, oh, yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm extending that now by, like, 100,000 years. Their, their grandparents were, but... Yeah, but, but generation over time, to generation no, 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 would over time, over time, No, 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 of course not. Because, no, no, of course not. Do your kids know what a floppy disk is? Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Mine don't. Mine know what a cassette is. All right. Um, uh, there are some kids that don't even know what a record is, right? There are some kids that don't even know what a record is. And that is technology that kind of is well it's still around a bit but kind of went out of fashion let's say 20 years ago so you think of technology that went out of fashion a hundred thousand years ago there's no way that that message is it gets lost over time Mm. i don't know listen guys call me crazy but i'm I'm really starting to come around to think that we're going to find stuff on mars that is going to blow this thing wide open i really do I'm excited by it. I'm very excited. may not be in my lifetime, but I've got... I'm, I might have to... But at uh, some point, when I'm very old, I'm going to get a phone call from someone who says, I just pwned you. I just pwned <laughs> you, Cass! Remember that? 
Um, I'm going to be an old American man. <laughs> um, no, I might have to get that Eric Von Daniken book again and have a little look-see in that. Because there's, I, I, it, and as I was thinking it, I tell you what, here's the thing, right? As I was thinking it, it just felt right. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh wow! It just felt right, as though my DNA had aligned with my yeah. heritage, with my cultural heritage. The voices of the past are going, "Yes, Ian, yes." Yeah, you're being a twat. Well, we started the show with someone saying that he was concerned about the the fist of God. Yeah, that was that was not me. That was Jonathan. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And now and I'm we're saying ending with this particular yeah theory. So it's been a kind of interesting circle. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Um. We had more phone calls this hour than I think we did in the second hour of the show. They're surprised, delighted, and they want to check that we're not recordings. Uh, we're not. Uh, dear listener, I hope you've enjoyed this. Well, I think we're going to... 53 minutes, I think, is, is enough. Um, this I'm going been... to charge for an hour. Yeah, of course. Oh, God. If you want me to talk for another seven minutes so you can go for the full hour, I can do that. Um, <laughs> listen, this has been the first... I don't think this has ever happened on British radio. Apparently, they do it on American radio, um, where it's a bit more open-ended. Um, but this, you know... Well, I, I, I hope you've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed it. I think it, I just thought the vibe was right uh, tonight. Uh, spread the word. Uh, we'll, we'll have a little chat with our boss tomorrow. Make sure he gives it the thumbs up. I can't see why he wouldn't. I don't think, don't see why he would um, would be disparaging about this. I think it's been charming. I think it's been lovely. I think we've um, explored a few ideas that perhaps um, uh, we we can we'll, we'll just go over to talk sport. It doesn't matter if it's a little bit clunky, Sam. Don't 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 worry. Um, yeah, I think it's been uh, an experiment well worth doing. I've enjoyed this. It's felt a little bit... The, the, the last hour's felt a little bit naughty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just felt a little bit naughty. It's like being locked in the shop overnight. Yeah. Um, so we might do this again. We'll have a little chat with the boss tomorrow and um, we'll see what he says. Do do tweet at Talk Radio with nice things or you can email Danny Morris if you want and tell him that you enjoyed it. If you stuck around, uh, thank you very much. If you didn't s- stick around, if you switched off at one o'clock because you thought that was the end of the show, Yabu sucks on you, honey. Uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to do a rather clunky, we, we normally simulcast with talk sport at this time of night. So we're going to do a clunky, um, not even a handover, this, I'll stop talking and you'll, you'll hear them talking about football. Thank you, Sam, for sticking around. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you to everyone who called. Um, my name is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio, and it's now you're going to hear Talk Sport. No, no.